pass. That Ruger one was 1978 <sighs> or nine yep. or something like that. Something like that. And it's a $1,300 gun without the scope. Yeah. Yeah, and I only fit like six inches of the barrel up my butthole. So mm -hmm. the barrel is only five inches, so. <laughs> you were definitely thumbing that trigger. Uh, my hairs are in the way. Ah, <laughs> uh, so I'm back. Can't pull the trigger. Yeah, I'm back. So you want to fill in? I got COVID once, but Mister, let's upscale everything, and I got outdo you. I had the kidney stone. That was enough. So let's tell everybody what happened. This motherfucker is what like, happened now? Oh yeah. <laughs> this motherfucker is like Nostradamus. I hate this guy. I hate this fucking guy. Okay. So let's do a little history lesson. Let's yeah. do a little storytelling. I was right just now. gonna do that. So about four or five months ago. No, 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 no. no. We're, gonna, we're gonna go further back with history. Now let's go back to college. We'll go back to the college days. Way back to history lesson. I remember being in the pool hall in college and me calling, you're going to end up having a kid with this broad. Oh, God. <laughs> I didn't want to go that far back, but all right, fine. And it must have so, been like not even a year later. This is like 2007. No, yeah. before that, at, at Keymark, you're going to marry her. Yep. Okay. So back years ago, years ago, uh, we worked together and this fucking guy decides, and I started dating my, you know, my current wife. Um, started dating her, uh, you know, busting balls. This fucking guy one day goes, yeah, you know, gotta make sure my girlfriend this, that, oh, you fucking watch. You're gonna end up marrying this broad one day. And of course, I'm 19, young, dumb, fucking working, partying. She didn't care what I did on the weekends. I'm like, yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever. Fast forward a bunch of years. We're at college together. And, uh... You know, my, my wife at the time, my girlfriend at the time, wife now, we're still together. And, you know, this fucking brainiac one day goes, you, you watch, you know, you've been with her this long. You're probably going to end up having kids with her someday. 2008, my first son was born with my wife and we were married July of 2008. So that was, was a twofer in one it was year. a twofer in one year. Your predictions came true. Um... Or maybe I'm just that much of a people pleaser that I just can't. I don't feel good pre pre proving people wrong. Well, I don't know what you just said. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Love my wife. Love my kids. But um, so fast forward a bunch more years. About six months ago, we're sitting here, and, and you know, all of our unofficial sponsors. You know, the energy drinks, the sodas, the teas, the juices. You know, I'm sitting here. Spring water. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm the one who's sitting here day in, day out drinking about a 12 pack if not more soda a day i still had energy drinks i've occasionally this fucking guy literally right before podcast too you know you ought to stop drinking those you're gonna give yourself a kidney stone no, one day i've done it I've, I've said things like that during show I've, this goes back way before oh. this goes back before the first iteration of the podcast oh i i'm oh yeah I during the say, commentaries yeah i would say not even that Further than that, even before any recording at all. Horse nights. Like, yeah, I'd make something, man, you, you know, like, you know, watch Kidney Stones. Like, just in passing, I'd bring up Kidney Stones and all that bullshit. Yeah, but well, yeah, like. Finally, this fucker about six months ago makes the prediction. You're going you're gonna to get, you're gonna get a Kidney Stone soon. You watch. Yeah. And then back in so fucking like uh, December. Stone. <laughs> back in December, I, uh, you know, had my Kidney Stone. You guys all remember that podcast. 
If not, please go back and watch. You guys will have a good one. Um, yeah, don't. Please don't. Um, <laughs> relive his torture. Yeah, please. I don't. I don't. Well, even that like, might drive people to yeah. it. So anyway, we're seeing my misery. So what does this fucker do? This fucker, we get back from the kid. He had COVID. I had the kidney stone. We come back. And he's like, now that this is all done, you watch. You, you're going to be the next one to get COVID. Just yeah. get it. No. <laughs> yeah. At first, you said, just get it and get it over with. Yeah. You're probably going to get it anyway, so you might as well just go out and get it and get it done with. This, that was after the show. He was on the way out the door. I said, ah, just, we, I can't remember the context of the conversation. Something about Omicron. I was like, just yep. hurry up, get it, get it over with. You're probably going to get it anyway. Yeah. You didn't make that comment. You have the antibodies, and we'll be good, we'll be good to go. And we You're probably going to get it anyway. <laughs> Fucking so. Was we, it two days later? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a it Wednesday. Was, it was yeah, Sunday. It was, it was we Monday. We did the podcast Sunday. I know, Monday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're it right. It was Sunday yeah. night. We did the podcast. Wednesday morning, about 1.50, I wake up and the world is just fucking literally going to town. My ass, like ass up face down ass up didn't even get a choice to didn't even get a chance to play the ludicrous song life is fucking me <laughs> i feel like shit <laughs> so i'm like i'm not going to work i'm calling out and i got told no you need to go to work and i'm like well i don't feel good well what during this whole discussion, I'm like, I'm not going to work. Going to work. I'm not going to work. Well, then you're going to get tested. I'm like, I just have the flu. So go get tested for the flu. Fine. I'll get tested for the flu. And I'll get tested for COVID. There you go. I'll get them both. Yeah. I'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> not yeah. later. Oh. Uh, about four hours later, actually. Rapid test my ass. I, um, <laughs> I, uh. Looking at my test results, and I got negative for influenza A, negative for influenza B, and positive for COVID. I'm like, I hate you. <laughs> so what, what do I do? Ha, I fucking got him. I get home. I call him up. First person. Haven't even told anybody. Haven't told my job. Haven't told my friends. Haven't told my... <laughs> no, I'm going to tell my family first. I call this fucker up, and I go, can you do me a fucking favor? And he goes, What? Like, can you predict something beneficial for me? <laughs> this fucking guy, without beating an eyelash, not even skipping a breath, starts fucking laughing. I go, yeah. Yeah, he goes, you got COVID. I'm like, I got fucking COVID. <laughs> fucking asshole. And then, of course, unlike your situation where your whole house had it, so you all quarantined at the same time. No, I'm the only one Get in my in the house. closet. Yeah, I'm the only one in my fucking house who had the fucking thing. So naturally, I spent five fucking days chilling on my bed. Literally. I, I mean, honestly, we're all adults here. You know, I got lonely. So I enjoyed my company a little bit by myself. <laughs> Cried for about fifteen minutes after, and literally, I, 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 I was, I, I literally self entertained myself once or twice, and I'm like, this is fucking boring. <laughs> like, I'm gonna play my video games. I played video games, and even I'm like, wow, I'm really kind of sad. I can't even do anything. I remember getting a, I got a hold of him right, oh. once, and I'm like, it was a, it was, I think it was a Saturday, and I'm like, hey, you want to jump online? He's like, oh yeah, give me a minute, and then he calls me back or whatever it was yeah, back so you know, Chris was pretty adamant about the, the whole quarantine the whole, thing yeah, quarantine. <laughs> so, one day I oh, snuck like, oh you're locked in a room <laughs> and one day I snuck out to jam with you online and I ended up fucking fumigating the whole house with fucking Lysol made myself sick <laughs> but good news folks I am free and clear clean and clear I am out of the rain danger. yeah and you didn't have to, you, half the time 
Yeah, half it happened the time. after the new guidelines. Well, no, technically, actually, as of right now, I'm technically sitting in front of you breaking the law because I am supposed to, even though by day five I was symptom free, which means because I'm an essential worker, right. I can go out and about, but I have to wear a mask. Oh, just do what I do. Well, you can't really make out, it. would you? No, I just I have the mustache. I just <laughs> I can do it. My beard is longer. I'm wearing a mask. My beard is longer. Where's your mask? <gasps> <laughs> so, no, I, uh, but yeah, yeah, I uh, never lost my sense of smell or taste. Oh, nice. Uh, I, I literally, and. No, but you get the nausea end of it, which. That's, no, that's what she for had. like a day. Yeah, but that's what she had. And the only reason, comes to find out, so yeah, so Wednesday, I was like, oh, fever, body aches, not feeling good. By the end of the day, I pounded enough dayquil i started taking nyquil i'm like all right i'm feeling all right a little achy but nothing too bad thursday golden friday was the day we jammed excuse me friday was the day we jammed so i fumigated the house oh yeah with the lights i'm thinking chill and that's what made me sick because i'm (laughs) hypersensitive i'm hypersensitive to bleach like i can smell it a mile away it's like a weird superpower. Oh, it is. I can literally watch. It's like Meg's ability to grow her fingernails. <laughs> like, what's your superpower? I, I can. I can. Someone's got bleach. <laughs> I can literally walk like in my domicile assessment arrangement. You know how it is. You walk up the stairs. Right. I can open the downstairs door. Oh, oh, too much bleach. I sprayed one room. No, you didn't. You soaked the whole fucking house. I'm not stupid. And she if always I open that door. I'm going to get hit with a wall bleach. She always admits, uh, well, I did clean the whole house with the lights all with bleach. I'm like, I fucking know. I told you. <laughs> well, without paying attention, I grabbed the first can thinking it was like the dime store dollar <laughs> brand. No, it was the Lysol brick bright yellow with bleach. And I'm, within two seconds of spray, like, I'm going to get sick. <laughs> I'm going to feel nauseous. Like you walk right into the poof, the poom. And you're like, oh. <laughs> Mustard gas. Uh. He just knocked himself out. <laughs> I'm raping myself. No, but... um. <laughs> what just happened? So that's... And that was it. That was it. Other than that, I... And I, I feel very blessed. I'm not religious. I feel very fortunate. Let me put right. it that way. I am very fortunate because we've discussed on previous podcasts, I have some very close connections associates that i worked with etc etc who had lost yeah their lives do well the one guy passed and then the other right. guy's wife passed both vaccinated etc etc and they both passed away from covid yeah. so it's like here i am and then you know i feel bad because it's like fuck man you know it, we do make a little bit light of the subject we try to enjoy ourselves as we talk about this that reoccurring subject sure um you know, but it's like you, you feel bad for their plight, and then you don't feel bad when it's me because here I am. Like I've always said from the day one, like the flu kills people. You know, there are people that yeah. suffer the flu that go through the worst case scenario. You know, it's like holy shit. But we don't beat nihilists. We haven't done multiple podcasts on the flu. I, yeah. Speaking of which, you hear the flu came back. Did it? It's because, uh, uh, who said it? I think our, our governor, New York governor, said, well, that's because the flu only came back because people weren't wearing their masks according to the mandate. <laughs> Is it? The flu was, was almost, to- we almost eradicated the flu forever. Are they going to switch to that narrative now? I have no fucking clue. Like, Sicknesses are going to come back because people are doing it in the butt and not wearing masks. 
but it's good that you came Barry got out of it good you know, oh yeah a little roughed up for a day but I think that's yeah. most people I talk to is but like actually, I no I can't even say the that. only reason it happened was because Tuesday we had that sub zero day it was the first cold cold day here in upstate New York where, where it was you, negative four where did you get it from though I don't know see that's my problem wherever I got it from it happened Tuesday right. because my body being a trucker, you know, I've I've had to be active on preventative health care. Well, what they said, a forty-eight hour span prior to the first symptom is is probably when you contracted it. So it would be that Monday or Tuesday. Well, here's the thing, though, it could have been Sunday or Saturday because. So I have a way. I know during the cold season, the cold weather, not cold season, like <laughs> not that shit. During the cold weather, mm. I get this thing in my throat. Where, you know, you'd be like, mm. you have to clear it's that phlegm. dry. Not even so much dry, but you may feel that little bit of phlegm build up. So you want to right. clear your throat. I'll feel that. Now, on a dry, cold day, if I get that feeling, clear my throat a few times by the end of the day, if I feel fine, like I don't have that anymore, I'm not worried about it. Mm. But if the next day it's back again, it's like, um... I should probably drink some orange juice or take some vitamins. Can you will yourself to not be sick? Yes. All right. I think that's a lot of people can do that. And they don't yes. realize it. I think a lot of people when they start like sickness come and this goes along with a thing when you're in college or something, you're going, 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 going. And as soon as you're on break, boom, you get hit with a nasty cold. Because yep. during that whole time, you're like, I don't have time to be sick. I think it's an innate ability for anybody to feel something come on and be like, no. Oh, and yeah. Just, and just focus on <clears throat> not bringing, you know, <clears throat> or at least mitigate. Now, clearly, it's not like the superpower, like, I'm yeah. not sick. But I think you could be like, Deadpool, I have cancer. Not anymore. I think there's a real no, thing don't. there where you can actually push something off just by, like, really focusing on it. I Maybe think, that's a mystic. I have I, crystals in my room. No, I think <laughs> you know? everybody has. My mood has, ring says otherwise. <laughs> I think every person has somewhat of an ability to will themselves better right um some people where i can sit there and feel cold coming on i'm not getting sick the next day i feel just fine right then like this instance ever since i got lyme disease it's been harder for me and that's where this whole discussion is going this whole point of the story by day two all right time to start supplementing my health let me get some uh, vitamin c take an extra multivitamin or whatever eat a little bit healthier drink a little bit more water right and 99 percent of the time i won't get sick right now imagine if you did that all the time i know um <laughs> but uh fuck you god predict something else might as well fuck gonna come true yes. you will win the lottery and give me a third man i've Dude. never really predicted anything that way so it probably won't come true <laughs> no you gotta make it a joking sense you gotta and it has there. to be in passing like <laughs> no, it has to be something in subject at hand mm-hmm and it has to be a joking in passing yeah, tongue in cheek because yes. it's always tongue in cheek. That's the only way it's going to come true. about toys. We got to sit here talking about one of the lotteries. Even, even like, like the, all that stuff, the Flurona thing, yeah. the, <laughs> all that kind of shit always happens. And it's always tongue in cheek, not thought about, just kind of falls oh out of my, my mouth. God. And then next thing you know, within a day or a week or whatever, no, it's like, hey, uh. But like, so come Monday, I was like, all right, better time to start something. Minute. So I started Tuesday felt great tuesday morning i honest to god felt great that's why i champed out tuesday the way i did right. my day started at 4 30 in the morning by the time it got above zero it was like 1 1 30 almost two o'clock that's when i was finally in my truck staying warm right 
all morning I was in and out, negative four, negative five, negative two, negative four. You know, here I am dressed like I am now, t-shirt, a muscle shirt, a t-shirt, and a hoodie, and a hat, and my jeans. That's it. You know, and I'm champing it out like nothing. Get home Tuesday, I felt tired. I'm like, oh, the cold zapped me. That's what it is. And then Wednesday morning, boom. Man. So I could have literally gotten it. I could have picked it up. If you ask me, I could have picked it up anywhere between Saturday and Tuesday night. Right. So anybody could have had it. Asymptomatic. You know, people can have it and not show a single symptom. Mm-hmm. One of my deliveries, one of my regular customers, one of my, you know, I stopped at the, state, at the gas station to grab a cup of coffee. Could have been any one of those customers in passing. Who knows? <sighs> yeah. It's a fun time. Yeah, it is a fun time. <laughs> yeah, it's a very fucking fun time. Oh, Fun time. Fun time to discuss it. But yeah. You got to be careful on how you discuss now it. You I can't downplay it too much and everything because, like you said, people die. Well, what are you going to get next? <laughs> Banned from TikTok. Yes. And that's the segue to the oh next Oh, my God. <laughs> so. Now, did they ever tell you? Yes, this is a fun one. But really quick. Did they ever tell you? No. No. Some no. fucking so, Sally, sad sack, Karen. I logged on. I've been putting small clips of this show on TikTok, which yes. drives more people to YouTube. So perfect. Yeah. And some of the clips have taken off. Which oh, speaking been great. of which, because whatever got you reported, I'm going to make a quick TikTok video so I can put it on our TikTok, my TikTok, and we can, you know, get this shit going. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so hey, so, what? So that's porn. No, 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 no. I'm just kidding. It's not porn. Here we go. Um. So I log on to TikTok and um, I'm t- I <laughs> I go to upload something and I click on the icon and it brings up it says you've been banned. I'm like, what? There's no rhyme or reason, right? I'm like, okay, what the hell? And it says, uh, and I so I quick look up. I'm like, reasons to get banned from TikTok because there's no rhyme or reason. And it says if you've been flagged for multiple um, offenses uh, according to community guidelines, what are you doing? <laughs> Trying to figure out. Maybe maybe it's about time I learn how to use TikTok appropriately. <laughs> so I'm I'm looking at it, and uh, it says if you've been flagged multiple times for some, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, if you've been reported or. You, if enough offenses happen, what what happens? If, yeah, if you got strikes or whatever against their community guidelines. So I'm like, okay. So I read through thoroughly their community guidelines about hate speech and this and that. I'm like, so what the fuck is the problem? So I eat and they said, you can appeal. I'm like, okay. So I, I write them an email or what have you, and I send them a copy of their community guidelines. Oh. And I said... Where I go, I'm appealing this because we are literally, this channel is a channel where I take clips of a podcast that discuss current events and then comments on them. I go, where is the offense here? And about an hour later, they got back to me and they said, sorry for the confusion or what have you. And they reinstated the the channel. No idea why. I had never gotten any red flags for anything at the time. After I sent the email, though. I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? I bet you I know exactly where this came from. There is a channel on TikTok, and it's a guy, very extremist, left-leaning guy. For whatever reason, he's in my algorithm. Hmm. So 
every now and again, I, I turn it on to go check something or go upload something, and he's there. Li- he's always live, constantly live. I always like, does this guy have a job? Any time of day, he's live. And he'll be spitting off like things about mandates and this and that, and like, well, the CDC says. So to counter that, because most of the people he brings in to argue him is people that... Like I've said before, they have an argument for something, but they don't know how to articulate it. Or they're like, I, "This isn't right," but I've got no facts in front of me to, you know, say otherwise. I do, and from doing the show a lot and a lot of articles I've read, and just you know, uh, CDC and Justice.gov and all these other things, and New York State DOH. Mm-hmm. Like I have factual information, and I can easily cite it. So I'll throw things down in his feed and cite it. And I've been blocked off his chat before because oh, he's geez. like, no, because of this. And I said, well, according to New York State DOH, th- oh, they do this. Yes. And, and I've told you about that. Yes. He, he's blocked me off his live chat or live stream or whatever. And he made this video say, uh, comparing or he's saying you, uh, you uh, anti-vaxxers or something are comparing the mandates to Nazi, uh, the Holocaust. And then he says, here is a... Um, he brings up a picture of it's uh, a wall with scratches in it. He goes, oh, this is, uh, you know, doesn't seem like anything. It just looks like a blackboard with chalk or something on it. And he said, these are scratches in a wall from gas chambers. And then he makes a comparison of mask mandates to gas chambers. And he says, there is no comparison here, basically. This is a Cliff Notes version. And I agreed with him. I said, no, there is no. And I, I, I've always thought that was a really poor argument, too. Like, <laughs> well, the mask mandates get, I was like, that's, that's a horrible, horrible comparison. I understand where people on the one side are coming from. It's like, that's a shit comparison, though. So I, I made, I couldn't stop myself, but I made a comment. I said, yeah, I go, that is a horrible comparison. Like, comparing mandates to gas chambers and the eradication of six million Jews during the Holocaust. Oh, yeah. Go, what a horrible comparison. It's kind of like if someone compared January 6th to Pearl Harbor or 9-11. Am I right, guys? And I left it at that. <laughs> a day later, I got banned. Yep. I'm guessing that a lot of his, like, keyboard army came in and flagged my channel for saying that shit. That's about usually the way it <laughs> That's works. That's probably what it was. But that just kind of made my day. I'm like, I had to chuckle. I'm like, so where did I, what did I offend? And then they just gave it back to me. Yeah. It's like, I didn't send me the, you sent me the thing. When you, yeah. I, I put it on a group chat. I'm like, yeah. look, I got banned. It's a badge of honor. <laughs> but that leads me into uh, the next thing. Um, just banning in general and how there's, not a lot of clear guidelines because people are getting flagged in YouTube channels like big names, small names. For, for Steve Crowder is the first one I have here. Got a strike on his YouTube channel. He's a big YouTuber. I don't mm. know if you know Steve Crowder. Is, yeah, yeah. Big YouTuber for simply citing the CDC. He cited CDC information and got a strike on it and lost his channel for a week or a month or whatever. There's and things uh, that Joe Rogan and uh, maybe Ben Shapiro or uh, Tim Poole or all these other people have said and cited. This, they've said the same thing Dr. Fauci has mm-hmm. maybe beforehand. And then Dr. Fauci comes and you've gotten like warnings or strikes or bans or something. Oh, yeah. And then Fauci comes out a week or a month later, says the exact same thing. And suddenly now it's okay. Yeah. Like the rules are clearly different for different people, and that's a problem. It's all the narrative. It's not even narrative. It's just no, no, no. Well, I guess yeah. Their narrative is if it comes from them, 
in a positively constructive manner that supports their agenda, right. it's okay. But if we sit here and say, well, Fauci said A, B, C, D, E, now how does that apply to us? And negatively, now we're taking their positive narrative to propagate their agenda, using it in a negative manner right. to propagate our agenda, which is counterproductive to their goal. Right. Now, oh, oh, and because we're nobodies, Compared to Fauci, Tim Pool, uh, Charlie Kirk, that's uh, thing Ben too. Shapiro, we're nothing compared to these people. Joe Rogan. Well, our channel would easily be taken down. Oh yeah, because it wouldn't affect anything. It wouldn't affect ad revenue. It wouldn't nope. affect traffic. But now, if you take down like Joe Rogan, well, he just left and went to Spotify. And actually, but what I'm saying, better for him. Uh, well, but if you take down one of those bigger channels, well, they can say it because if you take them down, let's go way back. Howard Stern. What happened to AM FM radio when he left? It hurt. I think that's a but that's a cool thing. It's a classic example though. Like, yeah, if you take left, down a media mogul giant like that. I mean, how many times has 1035 changed format since he left? I mean, that was always for the longest time alternative it was rock yep. and alternative metal and new metal. And then he but left some punk, some pop. You remember when he first left, they shifted to like classic rock. Yeah. Like and they complete, still do. Which classic rock is fine, but when you go from playing Slipknot and Static X Middle and Kitty yep. to a day later playing Literally was Rush. the next day. Rush. And again, uh, I love classics, but when you went from like one thing on public radio or syndicated radio, and then all of a sudden you're shifting like that, you're like, whoa. Like, oh, yeah. What are you doing? The and, impact of one person. And that, that's the best example. Because nowadays, unfortunately, I mean, like you just said, you can't shut someone down who has that big of, I guess, a grip. All right. Their claws that deep in the in, in the social media system. Right. You can't take someone down like that because it's all about ad revenue. But back then when they were still learning about ad revenue and such, that's where the Howard Stern example comes in. Howard Stern, shout out. Love that guy. The second thing with that is I think radio is dying anyway. And I think Howard understood that. I don't no, I don't think so. I don't it's think nowhere near as much no. because there's streaming and there's oh, yeah. but like, you but, but guess what? You can now streamline radio. But yeah, they jumped on board and smart. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like radio will never die. It'll always be one of those last facets that we always will have. It'll be the underground thing that's like always it's kinda of like Nintendo. Everyone still has a Nintendo somewhere. Yep. Like there's all these new systems that'll die out, but Nintendo still dusted off its little pearl colored now, and it's still going strong. Fuck, I I still have a Coleco, I still have an Atari. No, you don't. I got it. You gave oh no, you gave me the seventy two hundred. I gave you the, the yeah the Atari yeah. seventy two hundred. I give you that. Um, I still have those systems. You can dust them out. Yeah, they, but they still work. Exactly. But yeah, just the fact that you uh, certain people can say certain things at certain times, even oh, though yeah. if it's 100% factual information. The biggest one, like I said, was Steve Crowder. He cited CDC and got a strike. Like, how? What? <laughs> how do you? How does that work? I don't know. Like, it's the weirdest thing. Part of me thinks it's just bots looking for catchphrases or you know, oh, well, like key key terms and stuff. And they're like, oh nope. This is a fun one because this is something I've always talked about all for a long. This is something I've always been afraid of for not i've always been aware of not afraid of always been aware ever since uh, let's go way back dial up aol instant messenger mm. okay let's go way back to those days 
even chain emails before AOL Instant Messenger. Emails, digital emails to your friends when marketing became a thing and you started getting spam emails. Mm -hmm. Bots. Bots have always been there. Always been there. But right. now, developers... Like you were saying earlier about with your situation about the bot, like, you know, with the, the the keyboard army, you were talking about how you had found out that there were bots people were having conversations with. Who it, it, I can't remember where it, I might have said I can't remember where, but I can't remember in what context we were discussing it. Ten or tw nineteen out of the twenty top Christian Facebook yes. pages are run by Russian farm bots. Yes. What the fuck? <laughs> and you, so when you get in online, any any platform and you get into an argument with someone there is a good chance it's a 50 50 that yeah that you're arguing with a bot, bot. Who because is there is a reddit page that has this forum and it's a, an argument and the entire argument is between bots Good. and if you read it you would have no fucking idea nope no idea and that's how advanced like the programming has gotten behind these things because all it does is inc it incites emotional reaction which we've said before most news that's on there now uh whether it's tabloids or uh, print or tv most of the news the headlines are just attention grabbers it's in it's put there to incite emotional reaction to, for you to go what the fuck now everything social media wise is based off algorithms now. Right. Algorithms for a general appeal for audience, your 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 TikTok, your mm -hmm. Facebook pages. Everything is based off an algorithm on which what you is why I think that one TikToker is always in my feed. Because mm -hmm. most of the shit which is most of the shit we put out now is geared toward the left, at least um, criticizing because that's who's in power. Like part oh, yeah. of me cannot wait until the right is in power so we can be like, all right, what the fuck are they doing now? Yeah. Because it'll get some of the left. It's like, you're anti this. Like, Jesus Christ. Like we were in EMT class. How many fucking vaccines that we had to go? Boom, boom, boom. Come back in a couple weeks. Boom. All right. Come back in six months. Boom again. Yep. Like oh, I'm not yeah. anti-vax at all. <laughs> we had to take a fucking slew of fucking shots to yeah. get into the EMT course because of what we were going to be exposed not to. Not anti-vax. I'm just anti-bullshit information. <laughs> yeah. So, but that's where it's like these algorithms, they, they literally will see like if you started a forum chat right now on Discord and said, hey, this is all about Nintendo. I just want to talk about Nintendo. Any Nintendo fans out there? There's somebody, there's already someone looking at that forum saying, all right, programming a bot throwing it in there as a discord member in that chat forum mm -hmm. and now well yeah the nintendo era was good but i prefer the sega genesis phase well now we've got discussions now people are like well yeah sega was good but it was kind of like a da -da -da. and now that that bot will sit there and take fucking what that has been said and generate a result generate a response or sometimes it doesn't even do that. It just puts in a random response. If you read some of them, it'll it, uh, an opinion will come out, and then this other handle will just pop in and said, "Well, are you a bad parent as well for choosing?" Well, yeah. you know, some random just to incite. You're like, "What?" And then you get sucked into that rabbit hole, which is a <laughs> that's more of a black hole. Yeah, because you're arguing nobody. You're, you're literally arguing like nobody. And there's corn in it. I've been in that hole before. Oh, magic school bus, huh? <laughs> the uh speaking really quick side note speaking of magic school bus i don't know why it popped up on my tiktok feed my tiktok video it was uh uh what was the teacher's name oh i don't know redhead 
I know what Mrs. She, I can't remember. Someone saw whatever. Well, <laughs> I didn't realize what it was at first until the end of the TikTok video. So, so I was on... I was doing the video of Mrs. So-and-so from Magic School Bus, XXX, X, X, and I'm like, wait, what? But apparently I had a mishap, and the scene ended early, and it shows the ground, and there's like a giant puddle and splashes and water stains everywhere. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> swipe, 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 shit. Now I'm stuck with that. Now I'm going to get Magic School Bus porn fucking TikTok videos on my goddamn phone. Great. That'll take a week to get rid of. <laughs> Um, fucking the, algorithm <laughs> the uh, Australian absorption yeah actually isn't true no I know I, yeah, so I I had to look that up yeah so I figured when I heard like I said when you uh, brought it up I, yeah. had, I hadn't heard anything or no I did hear about abs it but there was absolvement yeah there was the no there was no like anything news wise so you said up. absorption I'm like absorption yeah it absorbs itself well, that's why at first I'm like, it, it turned itself inside out. Wait, and what? <laughs> it took me so Worst part they, is I'm like, oh, yeah, I had to look that over for myself. Yeah, where'd they go? Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the absolvement. The, 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 so on a previous podcast, we discussed about how in, there was news, the social media online, nothing, nothing ever official news facet-wise was displaying this headline about how the Australian people had put forth the paperwork to absolve its own government because of how ludicrous and crazy things were getting. Now, the reason I had to look it up, like I said, and you're right, it, it was bogus, but sad but true, man. I mean, how crazy, like, as crazy as shit was getting, it was very in the realm of possible to be believable. Well, here's... And I... On the spot, just thought, it might there might have been something like a petition that s some group started in Australia that was very much a real thing. Be like, we want to do this, but it just didn't we need enough, enough signatures. Yeah, it didn't get enough traction. To, yeah. Not even signatures. It didn't get enough traction to do really anything. Yeah, like so that might have been the case, and it just somebody in America because we are so great at just lashing on emotionally to we, news we articles. We're so great at it. Someone probably got a hold of me like they're doing what? And here yeah. is a TikTok video with two or three million views and then it ends up on the show being discussed. So there's a danger right there of getting your news from social TikTok. media. Yeah. <laughs> especially especially TikTok. There's like I said, there's like ninety percent of the stuff comes across there is either skewered or it's a complete bullshit. So you gotta be careful. So real quick are we ever gonna like cross that threshold where we bring in like callers and stuff like that? I don't know about callers because I we'd have to get big enough to where I get a producer, like all like Pool as a producer. Yeah, we're, we're the sitting one here. thing I thought about, which is Tim Pool's, uh, uh, his um, method of doing things, where he has super chats and we actually live stream it. At specific times, but then we'd have to be on time, on time, on time. Yeah. And then everybody knows when to tune in. Yeah. We'd like have, to, have Like, we normally, I mean, today is a different. We do our plan normally spontaneously. Normally, 8 o'clock, 8, 8.30, we'll start, and we'll shoot from there. Yeah. But in order to do that, it has to be on time. Like, it has to be rigid. It, which, it, it almost has to be to the point where, like, hey, all right, so this concludes our podcast. You know, join us again Sunday night at 9. Right. And then we put a deadline on this thing. And then, like, it would be like, okay, so during the whole thing, they'd do Super Chats. It would be a great way to add revenue to the thing. Aside from that, like, calling in, again, you'd have to have a, yeah. like, it would have to be on time. You'd have to do this. Like, right now, it's just like, okay, we got free time. Let's do this. Yeah. So, which is great. Um, 
So yeah, that that would be the biggest thing. There'd have to be an absolute set schedule. Just because half a bunch of about a handful of the people that I've gotten into watching our podcast and stuff, like oh man, I'd love to call in one of these times, just chime in some information, see what I you guys get think. That every now and again too. Yeah, but then I'm like, just because I know the scheduling, like it's like. It would have to be a set thing, and and we roll too, dude. We roll. We don't stop. No, like we'll get going into we'll stay boop 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 into the next topic. So, but yeah, the the two big things is schedule, and I need a producer because I can't sit here then worry about that patching people in, taking calls. I, Hold on, they're almost done with this. Th- you know, you need maybe, a third person. To do maybe that. it's just out of chance, but I, I've been seeing a lot of TikTok videos where there's people producing their own material. Maybe we can get one of them to produce for us. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Half of the show. God damn it. <laughs> Um, did you eat asparagus? <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. But yeah, so that apparently is bullshit. Not every girl can squirt. Uh, <laughs> that's how you respond to that. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah. Microsoft buying Activision. Oh, man. So, yeah, I'm glad you... 68.7 million. A billion. With a B. Billion, yeah, a billion. dollars. And something it has something to do with the metaverse, apparently. Which, again, the, when <sighs> we first started talking, when I first brought up the metaverse, I'm like, this could be a fad, but we'll bring it up. It'd be interesting. But the more we talk about it, the more I end up reading about it. I think it, we're almost helping and, fuel the fire at this and point. And learning. The metaverse is gaming for gamers and then everybody else, too. Yeah. Like, it's really the next Anybody step. ever seen the movie Gamer with Gerard Butler? They call it Society. Yeah, it, uh, that's where we're heading. <laughs> yeah, the Microsoft Core is <laughs> buying Call of Duty maker Activision Blizzard for sixty-eight point seven billion, and the biggest gaming industry deal in the history as global technology giant stakes their claims to a virtual future. So my thing about that is, I I don't support the decision to do it to sell to Microsoft. If they had sold to anyone else, and I'm not talking about. Just Microsoft. There's the, we'll go the three. We'll we'll go the the big three. Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft are the big three. They should never be able to monopolize or buy a major gaming company like that. They have enough of their own. The only reason let's get it aside. Let's, we're gonna back burner metaverse real quick. Someone like Microsoft gets their hands on Activision Blizzard. You're talking a lot of titles mm-hmm. exclusively for each system. Mm-hmm. Is Microsoft going to start pulling a Disney now? And a lot of stuff now is no longer going to be facet for or uh, pipelined to these other. Like, are they going to step in and say, all right, Activision, you can no longer make exclusives for Sony? No. Or Nintendo. And I'll tell you why. I hope not. That's my biggest fear, dude. Monopolize the market, dude. One is a lot of games are becoming cross-platform now. And these big companies know that. And these big companies also know that different people have different systems. And sub-genres or sub-sections of those people are exclusive to those. Like There are people that I will never stray from Sony. There are people that I'll never stray from Xbox and what have you. Nintendo. That's why cross-platform is more and more becoming a thing with more and more games. It's like, well, this way people will be able to just play whatever they're comfortable with. Yeah. Um, with anybody, any of their friends, no matter what system they have. Oh, yeah. We were there for the birth of it. Yeah. Um, and then there's the metaverse thing where 
this, which they were talking about, the Microsoft, this is basically, says um, it also represents American multinationals bet on the metaverse, virtual online worlds where people can work, uh, play, and socialize. This, I think the metaverse is also going to be something where it doesn't matter where you're playing from or how you're logging in. Like if I have an Apple or a Mac and you have a Dell or, or something, Dell, yeah. anything, or same thing, yeah. yeah, we're going to be able to log into the same thing. We're going to be able to go there. So I, I think this is more of um, Microsoft knows the track record of Activision Blizzard. Very successful track record. And they're like, okay, you guys know how to do this programming. You guys, we're going to put our chips on you. You help us design this metaverse to make it appealing for all the people that are like, mm, is this a fad? Is this not? So when something like this comes out, one, it's great ammo for them, for PR, and for people like me to be like, okay, maybe they're like really putting their, you know, going behind this all in. And then for two, $70 billion. That's going to raise a few eyebrows no matter what you, you're in. Do you realize that, I mean, I know the gaming industry is huge but do you realize disney bought star wars for f like 4.2 billion or 4.4 billion and they bought activision 10 years later for almost 70 billion dollars it like that's there's two things to be to think about with that statement right there a is microsoft the kind of sleeping giant that nobody saw coming no. That they can afford. Well, no, Microsoft has always been on the forefront of technology, computers, printers, PCs. Microsoft is a monster. Phones, video games. It is a monster. A kaiju. Have you? But never <laughs> have you ever seen anything like of this magnitude come out of anybody. Not even Disney. Disney, like you just said, right. bought Star Wars for well, they bought Fox. That would be the closest thing. I don't even think it was seventy billion. Oh, no, no, no. I think it was. It was like sixty or seventy-five billion. So it was another huge. But but Fox, it was Disney, and everybody already knew about Disney's. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying they're trying to monopolize the 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 the, the entertainment industry, but everyone knew the level. That's like. Okay, that's like, go. okay, so Grand Theft Auto Online, when you walk into the casino, you go to the cheap tables or you go to the VIP table. Right, Disney was one of those people you saw playing at the VIP table. Right. You just, you knew they had that caliber of play. Microsoft, you'd see like a Microsoft at the low level chip table and you might see a Microsoft in the back corner of the VIP table, but you never really saw them acting too much. You saw Disney throwing down chips every time there was a new hand. It's like Microsoft was me and you and like GTA. When uh, like I would log on and be like, oh, I got a new car. And I'm like, what the hell? How much money do you have? Yeah. For the longest time, like, how much money do you have? Like, I grind. <laughs> I'm like, I'd have a new super or something. Like, what the hell? But that's just. But I'd it. never say how much cash I had up until like what maybe uh, recently. And I this I is like, I have like yeah, ten million left. This is Microsoft doing a Disney. We'll call it pulling a Disney. They literally goes. This is literally what they did. That's how much money we actually have. Right. What the fuck? So now you're like, whoa, yeah, motherfuckers were grinding. Now, that being said, this the other thing to take from this that comment right there. What is that? That alone right there is a good clear-cut statement as to how this metaverse, digital frontier, if you want to go Tron, you know, how fast this is advancing and how real of a how real of a future this is for us because 10 years ago when disney bought star wars or whatever however long it was 4.4 billion dollars to now the largest video game purchase in history of almost 70 billion dollars mm -hmm. that that shows you alone 
how fast and growing and how lucrative this market has become, where a company has been able to turn their profit a thousand times over and make that money to be able to go, yeah, screw it, let's buy it. And there's already there's comedy clubs already in the metaverse. Like, I'm gonna have to look into this. I have yet to literally see the metaverse physically. I was. I've read a lot of articles I and was, I've seen skill, still shots. Yeah, but so I've never I. actively interacted with. Neither the have I. Neither have I. I uh, just reading a lot. I was explaining the metaverse to Kim, and. Uh, it's my old boss in the fitness center, but I I, I was yeah. explaining it. It was her. all about fitness. <laughs> fitting this dick in her mouth. <laughs> you can't say that. <laughs> Sorry, um, fitting this flaccid. Wait. Anyway, <laughs> so I, I was up there. I was explaining this thing to her. Felicio's and gonna keep talking. I'm time, trying to think of the words. The whole time I'm explaining it to her, I found myself actually like hyping it up like a hype train. And actually, oh like, yeah, you as, told me about that. As I'm, yeah, as I'm doing it, I'm like, I'm selling this, and I have no, I know nothing about it. Like, it's a weird. So, I'm, th- as I was doing that, I'm like, you know, this thing, if if the rest of society kind of latches onto it the way I am, unknowing, like this thing's gonna take off. All jokes aside, what would you call your penis? A flaccid or that that's soft, right? Now I'm kind of curious. I can educate myself really quick. Uh, what would it called? I don't know. I don't even know what you're talking about. Let's <laughs> the medical terminology for penis. What is it? Like your phalanges. I'm done. Those are your you. fingers, I'm right? I'm done with you. <laughs> <laughs> leave my ADD. Leave my leave my attention. You to don't even it. know what you have. <laughs> oh Jesus! You looked it up. No, I'm oh. on to the next point. All right. No, but yeah. So hyping it up for real though. Oh yeah. No, dude. And even I've gotten a few people that I go, well, what, you know, is it a video game? And here, yes, I, here I am going, basically it's like a video game for people that like want to play something, but don't like, if you look at your phone, garden escape, uh, RuneScape, they got all kinds of flash games you can play on your your cell phones now that a lot of people won't call video games. Right. They're they're time wasters. They call them. Well, that's what yeah. this is basically. Angry birds and yeah. I mean, technically, though, isn't that every video game? Yeah. I mean, there's no. But people have this. Um, what's the word I'm thinking of? They have this absence. No, this, this, this void this, somewhere. <laughs> this um, they have this definition of what a video game actually is, and that's something you put into a system. That's something you put into a. It's a disc or a for cartridge. everybody listening. I just disappeared and reappeared. If <laughs> it's a, a physical <laughs> object you put into a console and play. Right. It's not something you can play on your watch or on your phone while you're waiting at the grocery store, getting a finger in your butt at the proctologist exam. You know, it's not something that's not a video I game. Played baseball nine during that. Home run. <laughs> <laughs> that was before the game loaded up. Yeah. <laughs> See you right, right down the middle. <laughs> right up Main Street. Three, <laughs> two, stupid. And back up the middle. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, but I, I found myself like selling it like a walking billboard. And going on with that, there's a. I was talking to him. I was talking about how soon they'll be. We got uh, Neuralink coming out next yep. next fall. Elon Musk, and then you'll be able to actually induce uh, 
like actual feeling in it, kind of like Ready Player One. And I guess technically the gamer, even though that was more of a that was more of like a puppeteer kind of thing. But have you did have you ever heard of the thing Orgasmatron? That was from the fifties. Uh, two things. One, the medical defini- the medical term for the head of the penis is called the glands. <laughs> and Orgasmatron. So I'm looking I- for another host. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone is. Free. <laughs> <laughs> Arga- wait, let me all right, all right, before please, because all I'm all thinking right. of is like a 1950s. It was called air quotes or- orgasmatron. All I'm thinking of there, is like the creature from the Black Lagoon or something like that, or there, the fucking kaiju monster from the fucking Godzilla series. There was, was it a neurologist or he um, he Howard's wanted to come up with an alternative to Sex? lobotomy. Oh, okay. So what he did was take wait, <laughs> what he did was take. Um, dental drills and actually drilled holes in the back of someone's uh, skull and then put nodes in there. Uh, this was for people that had like severe anxiety or depression or just, you know, kinds of anger issues. Which or back like then that. you just got slapped in the back of the head and said, don't, don't be a pussy anymore. Here's the thing. <laughs> so the patient had a button to press every time they felt anxious or something. They press the button and then and induce um, a current which would. <laughs> this story gets like, what? I like it was ma- it was a girl it'd make her climax every time she hit the button side effect she developed an addiction for lack of a better term she'd hit it she so you're saying if i press 1500 times in three hours Seriously. she developed ulcers on her thumb she also tried to tamper with the machine to increase the voltage to up the effect so you're saying if I press this little red button, an explosion will happen? I found it. I'm the world's greatest detective. <laughs> really seals it. <laughs> I was fighting. You no, know, we can't be serious. I was I fighting crime. I was fighting crime in a rubber suit for all the whole day. It really sealed. <laughs> so, well, on a side note, did you realize? And in an order that would surprise you. <laughs> so the old stigma about the witch's broom. I don't know if I talked about this on a previous podcast. Yeah, you did. You told okay. me. That was the intro of the last. That's actually the last yeah. thing I put up. You know, women used broom handles for dildos. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Got an extra grip going on back that. for the orgasmatron yeah. thing. Orgasmatron. Oh my! Going God. back to the metaverse. Um, you realize because we'll be able to induce. This is uh, in the fifties. We'll no- be able to induce feeling with Neuralink, possibly. So if you meet yep. someone, you could actually feel them in the metaverse. You could actually feel picking something up. I saw a video where someone was in a virtual reality setting. Said, and the clip of it was me in the metaverse, and it was a girl sitting on a, a, a lawn chair. And she was yes, sitting, and it. It, like touches her boobs and then grabs her, whips her, whips her over the ledge. The first thing I thought was like, "Fuck, that's me or Charlie?" <laughs> We're talking about that was me in the video. Like you were the girl. Takes her like very slowly, caresses down her legs, squeezes grabs, the boobs and everything. Grabs her ankle spins and then chucks her off a building <laughs> and then waves by. Yeah, you even hear someone in the background. Yeet! <laughs> I look, normally oh I don't laugh God. hard during like TikTok things or something, so, but that one I so cracked up. I was like, yeah, that's seen, about it. You've seen the movie Gamer, right? Right. All right. Do you remember that part <laughs> in the society where the girls there and they're like being controlled? 
and uh, Terry Crews, this character, ends up killing the one dude in the elevator. Do you remember that scene? So before they get to the elevator, there's this scene where these two people are being... The last time I saw that was way back, I think. The girl is in her role in society. She's being controlled by some fucking 300-pound greasy kid. Yep, yep. Okay, well, there's uh, at the bar where they're meeting the other players, um, there's a guy comes up, starts just like humping her... (laughs) <laughs> in the elevator and then Terry Crews kills the guy <laughs> that's all I can <laughs> I can't wait for that that alright so the, and that's the thing it's the idea the idea of the metaverse being able to hump somebody in public and utopian, spank them and not get arrested you, this utopian, <laughs> yeah this utopian thing it's like you'll be able to go anywhere do anything you'll be able to be an astronaut you'll be able to You'll be able to be an engineer. You'll be able to go skydiving oh, and climb no. Everest. But you know, any gamer out there knows that you could climb Mount Everest. Why the fuck would I want to do that? Like, hey, you, boom, right in a woman's <laughs> face. Or, or like the video, like, just whip someone off a building. Like we do when we play GTA, race it to the bottom, and we go to the top, the very top of something, and we just bolt to the ground who, who can hit first. It's not going to be like, oh, no, I, can, I could be this, a Hollywood star. No. Now, with this Neuralink, though, when does the metaverse start to really shoot itself in the foot? Because if you can feel these things, what's to say my character doesn't come up from behind you and go, race you to the finish. Now you're going to feel this while you're sitting in your chair. Oh, God, it's in my ass. And that's where the Matrix thing comes in. Oh. Because everything that happened in the Matrix, they could feel it, or that would affect them in real life. Because your mind doesn't know the difference. Nope. So they'd get hit in the Matrix. Speaking of which, did you see the new Matrix? No, I almost watched it. I actually rewatched the first one the other night. Just because I haven't seen this in like 20-some years. Yeah. Um, be prepared to be disappointed in a good way, though. I ever... I always go into movies with low expectations because every time I get You're super not hyped, be disappointed, super hyped, I go in. I'm like, well, I have it set like this is going to be 11 out of 10 or 11 out of whatever, and then I go in. I'm like, well, it was a seven. So set your expectations really low. You won't be disappointed. It's got some good moments. It's got some good moments. <laughs> that's, that's the that's the approach to life. <laughs> then there's the Matrix aspect of it, and it's like this is kind of cool, kind of cliche, okay. kind of niche genre. But then there's the digs on society as a whole. Should I watch all of them again? Before no. We... All right. So the first one, that's fine, because I don't want to put it to you too. this way. I'll, I'll, I could do it without spoiling too much. Neil Patrick Harris is in it. I fucking awesome. I love Neil Patrick Harris, my man. Um, NPH. Fuck you. Doogie House was awesome. Get on with it. So the <laughs> there's a point where he's saying to Neo about how this Matrix will never fail because people are so glued and dependent on the technology aspect of it, on how it connects everybody, mm-hmm. that they don't want any better. There is nothing better. The right. real life pale as a comparison right and it made me laugh i'm like oh that's a dig on society today yeah exactly this matrix will work yeah here i was doing a tiktok video during this fucking podcast isn't that a perfect a perfect example so, not even an analogy just an it, example it's a it's a movie inside of a, it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a matrix uh program it's a movie it's a world within a what world. is it <laughs> it's a movie about control of a world of control in a movie where they mock the control and the 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 connection that we've 
now become dependent on with technology and how it'll never fail. And I like, will green screen a chalkboard and we'll write this equation now in post. <laughs> Please figure something out. I said something. I don't know what. There's a lot of. Yeah, but sorry. But it was Activision. That's what we were talking. Yeah, Activision. But the metaverse. I mean, I'm gonna want. I'm gonna check it out. I mean, of course. Every I think everybody is of all different ages. I just. I think clearly our age group, the 18 to 49 or whatever it is, that demographic. Our millennial era. Our millennial generation, because I don't care what anybody says, there was a couple of generations within that millennial era. There's a couple decades where kids are being born mid to late 80s, into the 90s, into the early 2000s, where that's they're all basically, there's millennials and there's new millennials. You know what I'm saying? Like, No. You know, what, when, <laughs> when the term millennial first came out, oh, all these soft millennials, we were like, we're not millennials. We're not soft. We have that old school upbringing. We're fucking... Every generation that's the next generation is softer than the previous generation. Up until, I think, this coming generation, because the way things are going, shit's going to go south. And these people are going to have to adapt to garbage. Well, that's the same the same way they did in the 20s, 30s, and 40s. Tough times bred tough people. Yep. Tough people bred easy times. Easy times bred weak people. Weak people bred tough, tough times. times. Yeah. It's a vicious circle. And yeah, so I think we're going in, maybe not, but I think we're going into that like shit ah, times. I think we've got another generation or two before we start to see a light at the end of the tunnel. That's what I mean. Like we're in shit times right now. And the next generation coming up. I don't know up. if the next gen's going to fix it, though. I think the next gen's just kind of... It's like when you get... The next generation coming up, the younger... Like, it's... I don't have the numbers, but... There's numbers where... There's more people now of younger kids gearing away from this woke thing. Yeah. Which are like, this is... Like, this but is school kids being like, this is kind of bullshit. But they're the generation that's going to be like, all right, look, let's... We're not going to pay attention. Just because you pay atten- you don't pay attention to a problem doesn't mean it doesn't exist anymore. I don't think they're not paying attention to it. I think they're very much paying attention to it. I think there's certain things that they're going, all right, this is acceptable, trans and stuff like that. But then there's other things like identify with this, which Potential isn't so much. spam. Which isn't so much acceptable. Do I answer this? If we could patch it in, I'd say. <laughs> and then you can put on hold on my... <laughs> Fuck you! Even they know. Even they know. Oh, fuck. He's in a podcast. We better not spam him. <laughs> I like how you answer their call and then they immediately put you on hold. <laughs> I need to know. They, I. <laughs> anyway. I, I hope. I Maybe you're right. Maybe you're wrong. I think it's going to be the generation coming up now is going to be, look, we do have a lot of problems in the world, but we got to start getting our ducks in a row. And they're not going to f- fix the problems but they're not going to make them go away either. No. Uh, and I think it'll be the generation after that where it's like, all right, these are starting to fucking, everything you guys are doing is based off all this shit that you were going through. Well, now that doesn't work anymore. So let's take care of those problems and start coming up with better solutions. Right. I, uh, I'll skip this. I got one point, but I'm going to skip that because this goes into what we're talking about. There's a substitute teacher fired for not addressing a student who identified as a cat. This is a real fucking thing. I didn't believe it at first, but it's a real fucking thing. This must be new. I don't remember this in the list. I just found it last night. Yeah, you had Like, to, I okay. got home from work. It was like 11.30 last night, and I was like, what? And a, a 
a substitute teacher got fired because she didn't address a student who identified as a cat. Apparently, the story she goes she was in school taking attendance, goes down the row, and she heard a kid go meow. And she's like, why? <laughs> okay, what's this? And he goes, meow again. Um, then she goes somewhere along the lines of like, why are you meowing? And one of the other students, like, you have to meow back because he identifies as a cat. And she's like, I'm not going to do it. So she just kind of blew it off, whatever, kids being kids. Later that day, I guess she went to the <sighs> office to pick something up or, get, you know, go through some kind of a schedule or something and got told by the people, by, I don't know, superintendent, whoever it was, got told that her services were no longer needed and got let go. Um, we have a problem. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, when <laughs> she, on a, uh, yeah, I think she it. sent the kid to the office and then on his way out, she's went woof woof or something like that. <laughs> like just tongue in cheek. <laughs> I guess that was offensive. <laughs> yeah, so this is what I mean. There's certain things where kids, the younger generation now go, okay, this is fine. But then this is not even a little this is just out of con- this is con- completely insane like completely insane please put up a link I, I have to read this article i'll send you a link please i i genuinely because here's the thing you know oh my god i'm gonna there's probably gonna be a lot i here. hope this comes out to be bullshit because if, I, it, I would much rather be able to come on the next show and be like no that was just someone overreacting or some story that was strewn or something and this, someone did digging and it was like no this wasn't true the reason she got okay was. so yeah that just really really good but if it is true that's that's worse off like this is one of the things where it's crazy but i hope it's wrong I really hope it's wrong. So, because if it's not, that's a huge fucking issue. So major. Like again, like I've said in multiple shows, can we stop playing fucking make believe? Because this is do crazy. Do you remember when this whole transgender movement really started? There was people about being trans. I mean, are we talking about like mainstream? Or are we talking about RuPaul? No, mainstream. And not really transvestite versus transgender to completely things. Um, <clears throat> so do you remember when we were discussing like trans abled, uh, trans race? Vaguely. Like there was a, was a TikTok of a guy who when TikTok first, not when TikTok first came out, when the transgender movement really steamrolled, there were people that were trying to other trans, like there was that 40 something year old man who identified as a six year old girl. There was also a white guy that identified as a mid 40s black woman. We'll let that sink in. Serious. I'm going to count to 30 in my head. You count too. We are not going to talk. I don't know. Fuck that 30. All right. Um, <laughs> it, we are to the point now, and this is that just reinforced what I just said about the next generation. We have kids that you can, a kid can get a teacher fired because he didn't meow back. So when is the Black Lives Matter movement going to get held accountable for the white male or female that identifies as a black male or woman, black male or female? When are they going to get criticized because now they're not acknowledging a transracial person. That's actually a good point. 
never going to happen. And does Especially that, come election 2024, that'll never happen. And does that become an issue where the trans is saying, you're oppressing me because of my skin color to the Black Lives Matter movement, which is going to become this weird internal black, black versus black and just just saying it i'm trying to wrap my head around a logical something and just my brain is just like it's like trying to run two gears in the same direction you're like put it to you this way i actually this is great this is really good and i'm going to use an example from a real life experience that i just recently had within the last few weeks i have a coworker that is uh, you don't even know. <laughs> well, this person feels very strongly about black being black and white being white. Right. Because there is a Puerto Rican gentleman that I work with, 100% Puerto Rican. He'll sit there and to anybody, yo, man, you know, he'll say that in a friendly manner. It bothers this person because this person is black. No matter what, that is a black terminology. And that that gentleman who is 100% Puerto Rican, born in Puerto Rico, all that fun stuff, is white. They're not black, they're white. See, that's a weird thing. But This person made it very clear to me that this person, this Puerto Rican gentleman, is not allowed to say that word no matter what in a friendly manner because they cannot use the terminology spick. I'm half Spanish, half Italian. There's other terminologies that the Hispanic community will use in friendly manners. Right. So because this black person feels they can't say spick in a friendly manner because there is no there is no positive reinforcement behind the term spick. It's not fair that that that, that, that white person should not be allowed to use their word. This person isn't white. He's Puerto Rican, right. 100%. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He is Puerto Rican. He's not white-skinned. He's brown. He's fucking brown. He's only a few shades lighter than this other person who's black. Yeah, I don't... But that Puerto Rican gentleman isn't black. They're white to this other person. And they, they can't say that word. Which, whatever. When you... I, I have no interest... In using the terminology. I don't. I don't think... Will I sing it in a song? Fuck yeah, sure. DMX, go buddy, go. I fucking love hip-hop. I love rap. I will sing along with a lot of the songs that I know that the terminology is used. And I've sung those songs in front of black people that'll sit there right alongside and sing with me and not be an eyelash. But this person, I really looked at this person in my head and I literally said this out loud to this person. I'm like, and therein lies the problem. That's why there is still an issue. And I walked away. Now, was I trying to bait? Maybe. Was I trying to shut that person up and piss them off? Probably. But to sit there and call another race a white person in a negative manner. Look, I'm white. You're white. That offended me. But I wasn't going to get butthurt over it, report this person, get them fired. No, I had no fucking interest in dealing with that shit. I just didn't have any interest in hearing the conversation anymore. So I'm like, well, and therein lies the problem. And I walked away. I don't know when. I think mainstream. No, mainstream really hasn't even dropped this. I I don't know. It's crazy. 
because that's like so when this black lives matter and that's clearly an, that's an example of someone's clearly not something <laughs> and they're still so, but therein lies the problem when you've got people like that with that mentality good person i could talk to this person and have a conversation with them they're a decent person to be around and hang out with and talk to especially in work term in work in work forms right you know I, I really we don't sit there and hang out and shoot the shit for six seven hours a day but when you've got that mentality in the black lives when you've got people with that mentality in the black lives matter movement whether it's white person, a black person, Puerto Rican person, Asian person, doesn't matter. When you've got somebody with that mentality in the movement supporting that side, now you are faced with the dilemma of the 40, that, that 40-something-year-old white man identifying as a 30-something-year-old black female. And you've got teachers being fired from schools because they did not acknowledge uh, that a child who probably still doesn't even know how to wipe their own ass properly can make the conscious decision that they identify as a feline. What are you going to do when the white person or the Asian person or the Puerto Rican or the whatever what racial ethnicity that person is identifies as a black person and then takes offense to something? Now you got to address that issue because you feel that that person's not black, so they're not black. Or that person's not Asian, so they're not Asian. It could be any culture for that matter. What I see is just this crazy thing going on where it's almost like now it's a think tank. What can you come up with that you can identify as? When are we going to? When's the first time we're going to get somebody who says, "I identify as someone who just can't see anybody's color, race, or rhyme, reason, whatever." Binary, and non-binary, whatever it is. No, well, no, I can't see anybody <laughs> else's whatever. Like you are not white, you are not Hispanic, you are not black, you are not anything. You are just here. When's that movement going to come? And who's that going to piss off? But it can't piss anybody off. It can't piss people off because but, if that person identifies uh, under that spectrum of observance in the real in the world, now you're pressing their beliefs. You're trying to say, "Oh, it's not how you're hardwired." You're just saying that to piss me off. Until the next person comes out that says, "I can't accept anybody's opinion. I identify as someone who doesn't operate an opinion only fact." <sighs> maybe there it's is. It's just a, a compound. Maybe there is a light at the end of the and tunnel. You can't. If enough, if enough people identify as not as not being able to see color or race or under or uh, accept opinion, maybe that maybe the neural implant is the way to go. Maybe we're all just going to be robots. Maybe Will Smith had it right when he tried to kiss that robotic nurse, <laughs> the Borg, and she shot him down. Borg. Did you see that video? He's like, yes. he's leaning in real close. Yeah, I don't. I like you as a friend. Oh, oh. Yeah. Will Smith. I'd even make out with the guy if he wanted to. <laughs> like you I, wouldn't. Fuck you, you would. I, I, you just disagreed and then agreed to me all in the same. <laughs> anyway. Will Smith walks up to you and says, James, make out with me. You're going to kiss him on the lips. It's uh, I would. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> he's, an handsome, he's a handsome man. Morgan Freeman, too. Even with that raisin on his face. Mm-hmm. That's what... Uh, I like raisins. That's what uh, Marlon Wayans calls it. I don't even like old Morgan Freeman with the raisins on his face. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't really know about this whole... It's this, the fact that we can have people that identify as cats, apparently. So then children! Every, everything I just like spewed out... Not even out, people, children! Everything I just spewed out is not outside of the realm of possibility no, because the cat not. thing is just beyond that. It really is. The other two things might be a little more philosophical based, you know, who had it. <laughs> but the cat thing is just like Saturday morning cartoon <laughs> yeah. based. You know what really started all this? The what? furries. 
That's true. They had the butt plugs with the tails in their butts. furries are the first ones that are going to really heavily invest in the metaverse if they're not already there. (laughs) Nah, uh, (laughs) because then they don't have to dress as something. Speaking of, there is a fucking competition where people dress as dogs and take their people dogs to the people dog competition. Oh, I've heard of that. Yes, I've heard of that. This is another thing it's I a came across a couple nights dog ago. Dog show. Yeah. What? what? That's legit. <laughs> so again, furries, metaverse, they're going to be in there. What the fuck ever? Furries Moving on. I'm done with it this. All. This is so stupid. But hey, here we are talking <laughs> <Stupid>. about it. <laughs> and, uh, no, don't take that off. You realize I'm like three points in. We've been at this for like an hour. Sorry. Anyway. Oh, God. No, that's okay. But SCOTUS. Oh, my God. Ruling yeah. blocks. Mandates for private companies. That Supreme got, Court. That got shut. Yeah, that got shut down for the for the that. companies hundred plus that whole thing. But you see, uh, uh, healthcare workers are still required to do it. And after that happened, you see, Biden was basically pleading. It's like, please, you know, this is the private businesses. This is still on you. You still please support the mandates and this and that. But here, the thing with that is now, if let's go and say with the release of these documents now, the government's saying Pfizer, Moderna, you have to release these documents to yep. us in a time frame, a small time frame. Very small. If something time frame. comes out and says there's adverse effects and I have a thing on Pfizer specifically, now if there's any lawsuits or anything, it doesn't fall on the government. And I think that might have been a determining factor on the Supreme Court's ruling. There won't be anything on them because now all the fall will be laid on the business itself each private business mm-hmm. you made me do this without whatever not oh, knowing yeah. not knowing this information and now i have these adverse effects now i'm not saying oh it's it's like 99 point what nine seven or something it was def- fine but definitely a good sleight of hand thing trick right there right. for the government but now um yeah these adverse effects will be on the business itself so now the business is like uh do i do this do i not because before they were under the umbrella of the government well if shit hits the fan they told us to do it but now it's not shit hits the fan well now it's on them so it's a good thing you know what's interesting about the whole biden thing this and this was brought up and i was like that's a perfect analogy it's a perfect comparison last year trump was all he demanded a recount the, the election was stolen and he was almost begging people please recount this and it almost looked pathetic a year later Biden's mandate got struck down and he went on begging companies, you have to please enforce this mandate. Now he looks pathetic. The rule is everyone's pathetic. <laughs> Don't beg for it. General rule. Yeah. Oh, crap. We're all beggars. <laughs> Some more than others, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So there was also a thing, uh, and, uh, I, I read on parents, uh, this is more, I think, of a stretch. Uh, parents losing custody of their kids if they um, don't agree or they have vaccine hesitancy. Now, there is a report. This has to do with all vaccines. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was in the 70s or 80s, yeah. maybe, where um, there was an argument made if people, like, they didn't want smallpox vaccines or anything. The parent was like, eh. Yeah, because if you remember, like twenty years ago or so, there was this huge thing where a lot of parents thought autism is triggered by vaccines. Yeah, they, that was a huge thing. And yeah, even back um, then I'm like, I who was the famous actress Mac- Melissa, not Melissa McCarthy, Jenna Mc, no, who was it? There was a famous actress that really pushed the whole anti-vax for maybe. anything, um, and she was getting a lot of like support. 
Maybe this wasn't <clears throat> 20 years. Maybe it was like 10, 15 years. No, ago. it was, it was pro- pretty recent. Early 2000s, I want to say. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of children going to school that weren't vaccinated for the usual vaccines. Right. Like measles, mumps, rhoiasia, et cetera, et cetera, all that stuff. Um, uh, yeah. But there was like, they, they were trying to link the, um, they were trying to prove the, the, co- the collation between autism, children developing autism, right. not being born with autism, developing autism due to all the vaccines. Right. That they were mandated. And I don't think there was anything that came out to No, no, it amounted it amassed to nothing. And that yeah, and that right from the get go and even someone I know very close to me, like was very firmly on board with that. And I'm right from the get go this is back when I didn't really like do a lot of research or like look at before podcast days and stuff, but I was like That's better not in my head I'm like, I you know, I don't know. I I don't it's a gut feeling, like I don't see so here's the thing though. Let's 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 fast forward thirty years with this vaccine. Let's let's go back in the te- in the days first. So fifties, sixties, seventies when these vaccines were coming out for like measles, mumps, uh, polio, et cetera, et cetera. A lot of those vaccines, I can guarantee you, people were met the same way the COVID vaccine was met with today. Right. Except then we didn't have the outlets we have today. You know, I don't know. I'd be willing to argue that because back then we didn't have the internet. You know, back then it was like there were four or five news or maybe even back then there was like two or three news asset, facets and that's where you got your information what and I'm if they said is, we need this everyone in the 50s was like yeah we should get this because you know they're telling us this but there was so covid let's go with polio covid versus polio kids coming out there's no vaccine for children zero to five years old or whatever there may be i don't know but a kid getting COVID, I got COVID, you got COVID, we saw the effects of it. When you are faced with the evidence of seeing a child develop physically disabled because of polio versus seeing a kid go through a COVID case, you know, yeah, the five media outlets that they had back in the day, you know, they were doing nothing but showing these kids in hospitals, uh, leg braces, uh physically disabled mentally disabled these kids Which is, yeah the adverse effects were drastically different yeah so when you when they saw the news oh shit they have like Fuck 80, no yeah i don't want my kid coming up like that and having braces on his legs for the next 20 years give him the vaccine now when you see a child with covid that tests positive for covid okay the kid is best case scenario the kid is held up for a couple laid up for a couple of days with the flu like symptoms right if that okay so like mine you know give them wouldn't even i mean she'd coughing give them running around the whole time give them some day quill give them some children's day quill some children's night quill whatever tylenol, tylenol yeah. whatever and let it be but that's we've seen the best case worst case scenarios for children right you know so it's like being able to lose your kids because you're not COVID vaccinating them? What, is that what I'm getting at? Yeah, the the argument is... Is that what I'm getting from that? This is this is um, going back to the old vaccines, and the idea behind it is it would be c- considered a form of child neglect. Yeah. Now, if you go with like polio and mumps, measles, and things like that... Oh. That's a viable argument, yeah, because that's a that's, those are horrible fucking afflictions. Yeah, they you can forward, watch a person of perfectly standing health now, die. There is a small percentage left, of course, 
and I'm sure there's people on the right that think so too, but there's a small percentage where they think, well, if you don't want to get your kid vaxxed to go to school, you should fall in that category and your child should be taken away from you because you're neglecting their well-being. And again, I'm like, that's a stretch. Okay, so let me ask you this then, because obviously you read the article. I, I didn't. A child with natural immunity. The child does not need to be vaccinated because it has a natural immunity. I'll go in the opposite direction even first. Oh, finish your thought. So is it now child neglect that you are imposing an unnecessary vaccine on that child? That's a good point as well. You, they, 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 I hope... All right, let me say this first and foremost. I hope it never comes to that. I Do I think it will? No. Do I don't I th- either. But. I hope it doesn't, but I don't think it ever will come to where a, a parent can suffer the, the consequence of losing their child based on neglect because they chose not to vaccinate them. Here's my argument, strong argument in the opposite direction. Let's say, fine, vaccines, if you don't get your child vaccinated, it's neglect. And you have the right to come and take the child away, my child, whoever's. But under that pretense, if you allow your child to overeat, if you allow your child to live in a house where there's smoke, if you allow the child to drive in a car under where you're under the influence, if you drink around your child and show him behaviors, be it abusive, alcoholism, chain smoking, drug use, violent language, uh, uh, um, playing, a, uh, playing a video game in front of your child that depicts violence. Anything. Is this all considered child neglect or abuse as well? Where do you draw the line? Because and now this, you're talking about a virus that basically is the flu, Mark II, and you say, well, it's neglect if you don't get the child uh, administered a vaccine to that kid. That's neglect. But there's other things like overeating, poor diet and health that would lead to heart conditions. Hygiene. That would lean health care, uh, hygiene, care. That would lead to serious health conditions that are beyond anything COVID. On a grand scale, not even like, well, there's a small percent that are getting hit nasty. And I have actually percentage. It's later. But, but now that's not neglect. But this is like you can't again, like I've said before, you can't pick and choose different things. Be like, well, this is serious, but never mind that. Well, do you like, remember there was the uh, child that died in our area not too long ago? I want to say within the last few years, three to five years, because um, vape pens. It had the flu. The, the kid. I you remember that the remember child that. got the the, the 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 fluid that went into the vape pen and drank it and died from poisoning. Yeah, I think I do remember that. That parent didn't. That per that that per that that parent didn't lose the rest of their children, right? Yeah, no. I mean, if you go, yeah. There's there's so many examples where if you're gonna go down that road, you have to theoretically go down every road. You can't just not because there's other things that are way worse than that. And, well, that's not neglect. Now, is it okay? So, my little man, for example, is it neglect that I will let my child only eat about half of his dinner because? He's a small kid. He's not going to eat a full plate. But I let him go back and munch as he goes along. But because I didn't make him eat his whole dinner right there, am I neglecting that child? And now am I neglecting that child because I made him eat all that dinner? It's a double-edged sword no matter how you look at it. You're That's an extreme, up. but I guess if you stretch the argument, you could actually be yeah. like, uh, maybe. But again, that just goes to, that's just furthered saying, you know, where do you draw that line? I don't know. You really don't. So... Yeah, it's fucked up. 
One thing, uh, uh, the Tonga volcano. Yeah. Put this in. This, this, none of this is going to be in. Usually, I put these in orders of subject. But I just, fun. I just wrote this as I went. I watched right. the video. Did you see the video? Of, yeah. Of the the the, soul, the satellite video of it oh, exploding. I got something to say about that. Go ahead. I. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Again, there's the. Yeah, go. There's satellite footages. There's other satellite footage of volcanoes exploding that did not look like a nuclear blast. Yeah, I've heard that. None of them have ever looked like a nuclear blast. I saw ever. I saw one one video where there was somebody trying to make the point. I'm stressing trying, trying to make the point where look, here's a blast. I'm going to show you this thing that flies into the epicenter right before, and it was this little white object flying into the blast or the epicenter what would be the blast and then it goes in the water and then the blast happens tell me what that is implying it was a nuke yeah people don't i guess people just fail to understand scale now if that was a nuke that flew into this blast that nuke's probably a mile long a mile that nuke would have been 15 miles long where are we building 15-mile-long missiles and shooting them off what Actually, fucking I, platform? I have proof that a 15-mile-long nuke exists. <laughs> it's not that big, folks, at home. Comes out on a flash drive. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> it's a thumb drive, all right? <laughs> yeah, whatever. That's so, where the terminology came from. The, the size of a thumb. The... <laughs> Yeah, so I looked at that. I'm like, I'm watching. I'm like, oh. dude, I I didn't see that video, and I didn't hear about that. But you're you're 100 right in scale ratio. If you stop and think about it, you know people say, well, you can see the the lights of New York City from space. You can see all of New York City from space mm -hmm. as one dot. Like from far out, from the moon looking down, you can see the light that is New York City. Sure. But you're also talking about fucking 11 million people with lights on at the same time. Well, that's from, well, like, that's now, from that far. But most of our satellites are just in space. And it's not as far. I mean, it's far, but not as far as like a lot of people think. Technically, 20. Well, you so can see land masses. You can see like mountains. You can see. Space is only 26 miles above us. I think is what yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, it's not it's, it's not as not far as you think. Far. It's, it's less than from here to Albany. But. If you can see a small, let's say it's the size of a rice grain on this video, you can see a size of a rice grain like object mm -hmm. flying to where this epicenter would be. You're you're talking like you can't even make out the distinction of a naval battle cruiser right. from that that distance. It's just a block. It's like a small little period. Right. Yeah. I mean, we got. Like, <laughs> It's a fucking it's a it's a sandworm from Dune. Yeah, <laughs> like just flew into no from Beetlejuice. <laughs> yeah, and just blew up. Now the Dune ones are bigger, but anyway. Yeah, but the Beetlejuice ones are cooler. That's true. That's very true. Sandworm. But yeah, so then the, like the tsunami that hit and everything. After, yeah, I I it did minor flooding, which yeah. Now, do I believe? I I don't know enough. To go. No, to like as soon as that happened, I'm like, oh wow, volcano just like blew up. And then you hear the shockwave. People just got recorded all over the world, like the shockwave that hit after, which is pretty intense to see. Just, there's like recording, 
boom, I'm like, whoa. But when you stop and think about it, dude, I mean, it, it's you, if you literally Google like YouTube volcanic explosions from space, it nothing looks nothing like ever seen before. an eruption and an explosion are two different things and i've seen a lot of these too people are like oh if you look at a volcano like exploding or erupting from space it's nothing it's like well there's a difference between uh volcanoes in hawaii erupting and mount st helens or krakatoa or what's the other pompeii. one uh, yeah pompeii like those were explosions that was a built-up pressure just finally from the caldera went boom and just let go whereas an eruption is just a constant spew no, they're nowhere near the same thing. But an explosion, I think that's viable. You could see that from space. I would love to, it would have been, maybe there's, I don't know, I don't know enough on Mount St. Helens to see if they actually had satellite imagery from space. That would be something. But that would be something to see that from space. Yeah. So I, uh, I think it was an eruption. I think it was an actual volcano eruption. But as soon as I saw it, and as soon as I started seeing more and more videos pop up, I'm like, give it time within hours no this was a nuclear strike this is a test i'm like there it I is mean, there it is could it be sure i mean we've covered shit that would be like no but then you look into it and like well <laughs> <laughs> baby blood <laughs> no baby blood bro um truckers that cross canadian border have to quarantine canadian truckers that co- cross the border have to quarantine american truckers have to be vaccinated. Yeah, or they can't cross. Yep. So That's legit. That was, I have a close friend who crosses the border. Yep. Every bi-weekly, maybe tri-weekly, he crosses the Canadian border. And even before it was mandated. Mm-hmm. Um, we brought this up like well, he, a uh, month or two ago. But. He explained, and I, I overheard the phone conversation, uh, the border patrolman or patrol officer, be it male or female, um, said, hey, are, are you vaccinated? And my friend goes, yeah, I am. Oh, okay, well, just wanted to make sure because you do realize that the, the, at this date, you know, you can no longer cross the border unless you're vaccinated. Yeah, you know, I, I, I took the vaccine preemptively knowing this was going to be a thing. So. Right, kind of figuring. So even before, it was like, well, you know, it's not a mandate yet, but it will be, so you might want to get it done. But that was before the Supreme Court ruling mm-hmm. and everything. But then again, that goes that that half of it has to do with Canada. Well, actually, the whole thing does because if you're in Canada, you have to quarantine crossing, and if you're not Canadian and you go across, you can't go across unless you're vaccinated by Canada standards. Yep. So, so that doesn't have anything to do with us. That's yeah. just the business here being like, well, we need to ship there, so you have to get it done. Yeah. Or somebody who's got it done has to go. Yeah. So and there was also a protest I heard at the border. Canadian border. Some I don't know if it was in New York, but there was a protest on a Canadian border. A bunch of truckers are actually like stopping traffic, protesting. I can ask about that. I could definitely give you some follow up. Yeah, do that. I can do that. I heard Um, that. That was another thing I heard yesterday. I'm like, really? Because (laughs) of the uh, you know the close relation, close association I have with this subject, I can definitely. Hey, yo, is this legit? What happened? I mean, him of all people is going to know. Um. There was this uh, moving on the Oath Keepers founder, Stuart Rhodes, charged with a seditious conspiracy. Yeah, I saw that, but I didn't get much of a chance to look into it. What, what, what was up with that? Uh, founder and leader of the extremist group Oath Keepers was, which that was like the big thing. They were the ones going down, really inciting the violence during January sixth. Mm. Uh, there's videos of I don't know if it was, um, 
the Stuart Rhodes, or there was another one. Oh, I can't remember his name. That was uh, shown, I think it was the second guy, that was shown actually speaking the day before on the 5th about we're going to go in there. Like, verbally saying, recorded, we're going in the Capitol. Like, really getting people, getting it in their minds, playing the seeds. Like, when we march there, we're going to get there and we're going to go in. Turns out these guys were already there before they'd even started marching from the Trump rally. Now, this isn't letting Trump off the hook because when he was there, he was firing people up. Now, I don't think he had any anticipation of having anyone actually go in and do this. This is where this other group I came in. I don't think he had any intention on anybody getting hurt. Yeah. Nobody uh, does. Or breaking into the Capitol yeah. at all. I don't think, I think his idea was to get people riled up and be like, we want change. This is where these other groups come in. This is the same argument with Antifa and everything. But this is where the Oath Keepers are shown, like, the day before saying like when we get there we're gonna get in we're gonna there's a whole bunch of videos i guess of him while they got to the capitol he uh uh he was whispering in somebody's ear right before like they went and uh, like up to the door or the window started breaking the window in like he was in a whole bunch of places hmm. like kind of like nudging like pushing oh, yeah. nudging getting people to do stuff okay and then they get in the capitol and everything is you know history after that yeah but i guess he got charged uh, arrested Thursday, and charged seditious conspiracy, uh, accused of guiding a months-long effort to unleash uh, politically motivated violence to prevent the swearing-in of President Biden that culminated in the January 6th attack at the U.S. Capitol. Uh, now, let me ask you this real quick, because you just said it like that. Right. Would you classify that as an attack on the Capitol? <sighs> By technicality, it is. Okay technicality it is and my argument it's not really an argument but we've made mention before it's a comparison with antifa black lives matter and everything that happened the summer before that Mm -hmm. um the uh, one yeah the difference is is when it was out west and la throughout uh, california and seattle specifically Mm -hmm. And it was a massive thing going on. There was tons of destruction. And there was business owners of color saying, this isn't helping us. You're destroying what we owned. From D.C. during all that, you were hearing, this is their right. This is quoted, this is their right to do that. It was a news anchor. I don't know if yeah. it was NBC or ABC. Or there one was of those. a few facets They were saying, that this is their Go right. out to the streets. CNN and maybe. Right. I think it was actually Chris Cuomo, to be honest with you. I think he's the one that said, it's their right to do this while they were destroying shit. Now, fast forward at that time, what is it, like four months? Whatever, whatever it was. And the same exact thing was happening, except it was in their backyard. And now they called it domestic terrorism. When, if you boil it down, it was a movement because they felt that something was askew. They felt something was wrong and they wanted something to change. Maybe some of them wanted the election just overturned. Other people just were there because we need some kind of different voting measures. We need like mail-in ballots was a, like was a, lot, a lot of controversy of, on that. I think a lot of people were there primarily for the fact that they felt there was an injustice and nobody was willing to acknowledge it. Exactly. I don't think people went there trying to change the process. I think a lot of people went to the March on Capitol Hill <clears throat> with the intent of look, Something wrong happened. You guys just need to acknowledge it. Same thing with Black Lives Matter and that movement. 
it was a group of them, the majorities like there's we need change mm-hmm. figure it out but there were small groups in each one oh, that yeah. took it way to the extreme and the riots happened and then the march on capitol hill and the riot and breaking in yeah that happened i agree and then one gets kamala harris had gofundmes or some shit like that to get people out of prison from the from the uh riots the blm riots and yeah. anti antifa they were go me to get these people who clearly broke the law to get out of prison and then the capital riots happened they said they were domestic terrorists the same fucking people again you it's binary it's either they're both mostly peaceful protests or they're both fucking breaking the law yep yeah it has nothing to do with skin it has earlier? everything to do with law what did i say about narrative earlier yeah if it doesn't support in a positive manner the narrative of one's agenda, it will be okay for one but bad for another. Yeah, double standards. And, and yeah, U.S. inflation jumps seven percent in December. I no. think anybody who's anybody who's out and about, whether you want to admit it or not, can see that. Oh, yeah. Because our pockets are that? a little lighter than they were a little over a year ago. Who was, hold on. I was literally just talking to somebody the other day about price gouging. Oh, pet supplies. I was discussing with my significant other about how a month ago on Amazon, a particular pet supply product was 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. Now it's 80. Really? Yep. It quadrupled. I mean, that happened with in the beginning of the pandemic with like fitness equipment. Because I picked up a set of dumbbells, and for the longest time, it was about a dollar-ish a pound. Maybe a little more, maybe a little less. It would fluctuate. Yeah, depending on where you went and the name brand. The brand was all had a lot to do with... Sometimes, but as a majority, for like dumbbells and things like that, it was pretty universal. It was about a dollar a pound, give or take. Mm-hmm. Now, it's like three or four dollars a pound. If you go to Walmart and get try to get a 25-pound dumbbell... Yeah, we like, were, that one day we went, yeah. Yeah, it's like... Forty-five, fifty dollars. Yep. That's that's <laughs> I even kettlebells and stuff. I, I looked at one of those. I'm like, I'm gonna pick one of those up. And Aren't it was those the things you use for kegels. Yep. It was the same thing, like no difference in price. Oh, well, we could pick up a twenty-five pound bell doing our kegels. Easy. I'm, I'm not going near it. Easy sauce. Easy oh, sauce. Break my little thumb drive right in half. But that's just bullshit. Pet food and workout equipment. Yeah, that happened in the beginning of the pandemic. Now it's just everywhere across the board. Yep. Partially the weight thing was because supply and demand. Gyms were shut down. It's like fuck. I'm gonna just work out home. So everyone's buying them up. Oh, yeah. Like at the store, like third market, you know, aftermarket. Everyone's just buying them up, so they just weren't available now you just see it in groceries there's a lot of people are posting shortages but we also had a snowstorm go through so yeah we you can't just jump on that bandwagon look they're starting us like we just had a snowstorm what's happened every fucking year with snowstorms everyone uh, reacts like this is gonna be the one that drops 70 inches of snow and then we get eight we all go out buy fucking cases of water rolls of toilet paper tons of canned food which it's good to see people boom. prepare but everyone does it like it's the end of the world every year. Doomsday preppers. Yeah. For a snowstorm. It's like, you know, in 24 hours, we'll probably be cleared out and fine. Yeah. <laughs> Not if they launch a nuclear test I, above the ocean. I forgot about that. Yeah. And then, but we'll call the volcano. Yeah, anyway. the volcano, sorry. <laughs> the volcano test. Yeah. Uh, the, I was saying earlier, I brought up the um, 
Pfizer and Moderna, like mm, having yeah. the things. And they're and, sketchy little record. Well, Muckrake and I saw that little note. Yeah, uh, it really is. But what I, are uh, they gonna when, start going to go at each other? <laughs> when, uh, watch one buys out the other. That seems to be the, the J and J buys them all. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> the one with the worst track record of all the vaccines winds up winning them all, right? Um, actually, I think Pfizer might have that, but um. We were talking about the SCOTUS ruling yep. and how like it would be on businesses and whatnot and be like, well, you got this. And if, if there's adverse effects, to go along with the adverse effects thing, there's the – this is off um, justice.gov. .gov, federally regulated This site. is a Pfizer. The thing is a Justice Department announced its largest healthcare fraud settlement in its history. This is from 2009. Just – it's a side note that I wanted to bring up because – I'll explain after, but it says the American pharmaceutical giant Pfizer and its subsidiary Pharmacia uh, farm, uh, and Upjohn Company Incorporated have agreed to pay $2.3 billion, the largest healthcare fraud settlement in the history of the Department of Justice, to resolve criminal and civil liability arising from the illegal promotion of certain pharmaceutical products, the Justice Department announced today. Um, they've agreed to... A plead guilty to felony violation of the Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act for misbranding Bextra with the intent to defraud or mislead. Bextra is an anti-inflammatory drug that Pfizer pulled from the market in 2005. Under the provisions of the Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act, a company must specify the intent uses of a product in its new drug application to FDA. Once approved, the drug may not be marked or promoted for so-called off-label, air quotes, Uses, i.e. any use not specified in application or approved by FDA. Pfizer promoted the sale of Bextra for several uses and dosages that the FDA specifically declined to approve due to safety concerns. The company will pay a criminal fine of 1.195 mil, or bill, the largest criminal, da 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 Yeah, and this is going through the payment and everything. Mm. My point to reading this off and just kind of making note of it, and this actually goes back with an older topic and one of our older shows but just happened to lead into what we were saying earlier yeah the interesting thing is that 10 years not even 10 years ago the left was the one that was heavily against corporation and a big one was big pharma i remember back in like 2008 when i was watching when i was like really left not extreme left but i was more leaning left and michael moore would come out with things like sicko i think it was talking about the American pharmaceutical company and uh, um, just uh, healthcare in general. And the big thing that a lot of people wanted on the left was uh, healthcare. Well, they wanted it universal. Uniform healthcare. It, it yeah. really can't be uh, for a couple different reasons. Um, but they were all outspoken against big pharma for reasons like this, because they had sketchy practices. They weren't looking out for our best interests. It was all money. And now fast forward to 2019 to now and a complete script flip. And now the left is like, we need the big pharma's on our side. Big pharma hasn't fucking changed at all. They haven't like suddenly have an awakening. Like, Oh "Oh, no, we can. No, it just so happens that a bunch, a couple seeds were planted here and there in media everything like turned and now they're like they're looking out for us they haven't changed anything clearly no if that's the case why are people still paying 
hundreds of thousands of dollars for cancer treatments. Yeah. If not more, depending I mean, on how talk, long they're in the hospital. You, you want to get talking, fuck this vaccine, fuck this COVID, fuck all of this noise. If you want to get down to technicality, cancer is supposed to be like this never-ending monster. And yet, some of these pills go upwards of five, $6,000 a pill yeah. for treatment. Yep. Well, you got to think about it in the cost perspective because people got to make those pills. People got to do those prescriptions. People got to do the research. People got to do this. People got to do that. Yeah. But a worldwide killer of millions of people every year die from cancer? Mm -hmm. You mean to tell me big pharma's on our side? Make that shit free. You remember, what was it, 10 years ago? Died uh, insulin. Remember that shit? That woman was in, um, there was a woman being, there was a woman, one of the major corporations of the insulin developers, uh, producers, whatever it was. She was like the CEO or something like that. She was on trial because during someone's administration, uh, I think it was Obama's administration, uh, the, the insulin medicine was going at like, X amount of dollars. Well, and I'm, this isn't like a pro-Trump thing. During his, when he first started or something like that. No, yes, I know where you're you, going with this. She it dropped up, it significantly. Yeah, it went down to like 60 bucks a vial, I yep. think was one of the numbers. And then when she got back and the 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 the, 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 uh, the regulations were lifted, it went up to like $300 a bottle. Yeah. I do remember that. That was yeah. That was just in the news. Well, like a year or so ago. But yeah, yeah. And everything was like right there. You mean to tell me when it was okay to produce at sixty bucks a bottle, no one was complaining, and then well, we got more research going on, so now we got up to three hundred bucks. Because a lot of these companies pride themselves on innovation. It's all innovation. It's all well. We have. R&D, we've talked about before, how yeah. much money goes into that. Oh, yeah. So the more money they have for R&D, the more they can basically repurpose drugs, call it innovation, and then resell it for something else. Hmm. Otherwise, they go like like Pfizer did in this case, where they just repurpose something or said, it also does this without any FDA consent. That's yeah. why they had this massive fucking fine thrown on them, a federal, uh, federal offense. Yeah. Like that R and D and repurposing drugs, which they do all the time. Like this isn't repurposing drugs isn't the issue because they do it constantly. They'll take a drug, change some formula in it, and be like, okay, now we can use it for this. Yeah. It's a normal thing. You could take an infl inflammatory and and literally turn it into a blood pressure medication. Sure. In some instances, like the baby aspirin. Remember. Remember Bayer? Remember like mm -hmm. 20 years ago? Everyone was like, take a, take a baby aspirin well, that's, every day. I think that's one of the things where low-dose aspirin came from. It's 81 milligrams of pill instead take, of 325. If you take a baby aspirin every day, it'll help prevent your risk of stroke later on in right. life. You know, you're talking about a painkiller, an anti-inflammatory that you're supposed to be taking when you have aches and pains in the moment. Mm -hmm. But now if you take one every day, it'll help thin your blood so that in 20 years you're much less risk of a stroke. I don't know if it's thinned your blood or... Whatever it was. Whatever right. it was. Basically, it was... It wasn't even being repurposed. It was, well, it could also do this. We just found another alternative method that it might help other things. Right. It might. Keywords. Might. And people... I mean, come on. Every bathroom you went to, everybody had a bottle of Bayer or something like that, or baby aspirin, et cetera, et cetera. You mean to tell me 
because people weren't buying the medicine unless they were hurting. All of a sudden, now everyone's going on buying. Sure. That was all about the money gain. Sure. All about the money. And I think there's actually something to that, though. But yeah. Um, Regardless, I hope it was beneficial. But then right. again, in the same breath, if it's preventative health care, go ahead, fucking mark it down to a dollar a bottle now. Right. Yeah. And I understand. Because you yeah. want people to be I alive. I understand what years. you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. But also, aspirin isn't like where. Some of these drugs, like Bextra and more recently COVID vaccines, those aren't readily available. No, those aren't those. Those are like patented like formulas. Where aspirin is, if we wanted, we could go and take out a business loan and start a business and just start producing aspirin because yeah. it's available to anybody. Yeah, it's it, you know those are two different. And, and that's honest to God, out of all this, really quick touch base on the COVID vaccine. That is one thing I will support in regards to the vaccine: the fact that it is readily available and you don't have to pay for it. Right. That is very good PR. Convenient. For that. Very good PR, if you ask me. Well, that's the we way. don't have to pay for it, but that's 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 the way all of healthcare should be. There is arguments to that, and actually, I just I I heard this last night on Tim Pool's. They just happened to bring that up. Uh, universe? No, wait, no, it was Joe Rogan. They brought up the universal healthcare thing and uh, the pros and cons basically to it and they're talking about how california is trying to do that but you need money clearly to higher taxes that's what they wanted to raise taxes to have a universal health care system well you do that and now the wealthy are going to move out of that state so now you're laying all that all those taxes on the less fortunate in that state to pay for the people that want universal health care here's compounding onto that now you're going to get people from out of the state that want universal health care so they're going to flood to that state so now you have X amount of dollars coming in for an increasing population, even if they get taxed half, if you had half of your money taking out, taken out of your check, wouldn't that drastically decrease what you have and what you were available to get? Oh, yeah. So now if all that money's being taken in, you have more and more uh, a, a bigger population for just anyone who has any ailment. Now, like, yeah, but when, when does that stop? So here's the thing. Why tax people more? Because you have to pay for it. Why should anybody be paying for it in that regard? Because Make uniform- would you go to work for free? I feel like I'm arguing for it. <laughs> but would you go to work for free? Charlie, I need you to run this to Buffalo and back. If it's I knew, take eight hours. If I knew all my groceries that day were free, fuck yeah, I would do it. In but RP. your groceries aren't free because you still have to take your money. So now I to need grocery. to get paid. But that's what I'm saying. Like If you start at the bottom and work your way to the top, or start your way, flip that. Start your start at the top. Make it all free. All your employees for this far big pharma work for free. They get free healthcare, free everything. Everything that this big pharmaceutical company puts out is now free. But that's tax dollars. So now you have to increase taxes to pay the. the- Star Trek had it right. Everything's free. <laughs> You get well, free groceries. You get free gas as long as you go to work and do your job every day. You're going to come up with two different scenarios. Then you're going to come up with either a trade barter system. Or socialism. Because that's the only way that works. Unless somebody can sit down and formulate this brand new system, what you're describing through what we had through history is either trade and barter or socialism. Because communism, everything, every, you can get rich. What's in wrong with trade and barter? I mean, if you can, I have always if been. Can, a, if you can sit there and literally trade leather working for free health care, would you say no? I have always been an advocate for trade and barter. You want because to go to medical school and become elim- a doctor. It, it eliminates richness by tangible things, 
And now it puts richness or equity in ability. What can you do? Trade and barter has always been like, that's great. What can you do that will benefit me? Because if you can sit there and be like, I have 18 forms of revenue streaming in, great. That's great for you. But some of those revenues might not actually do anything for anybody else. Stock markets, for mm-hmm. one. You could make the argument that investing in the stock market does help other people, because technically it does, who are invested in the stock market. But if I'm not invested in the stock market, and you are, what the hell does that do for me? I'm making this amount of money, and they're making this amount of money, and whatever, and okay, how, what, so what? But trade and barter, you have to have, and that's another thing, trade and barter would increase vocational schools. <laughs> So you'd have to learn a skill, which that's a big thing too, is with vocational skills is kind of an offshoot. The big thing with, we have all these students going into colleges and everything, getting these degrees, which is just a piece of paper that says, I did this, especially nowadays. That was pushed way back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s, especially in like later, you know, 70s, 80s, and the 90s. Get this piece of paper because you could really get a, a, a an education. You really get a great job to fill these higher, upper echelon, uh, professional whatever mm-hmm. jobs. Now we're 30, 40 years later and all those jobs are filled. But we're still pushing. If you get these degrees, you can get these jobs. But we have people getting out of two, four, six, eight-year degrees, uh, years of school, and now they have this piece of paper and they're still making $14, $15, $16 an hour, working at a store, working at a warehouse, whatever, because they can't I, get hired. But at the same time, and this is nationwide, maybe even worldwide, there are trucking businesses, there are plumbers, there are electricians, there are carpenters car- that are dying workers. for help. They need help because there's, and you can make hundred grand, you could go in for eight months. One of the areas I drive. I've I've always seen it, and I've it's crazy to say that a year and a half ago when I started driving, I saw the advertisement for construction working, uh, bricklayers. It was like thirty forty bucks an hour mm-hmm. a year and a half ago. I still see that sign. It's up to seventy bucks an hour. Yeah, for bricklaying. And what's mind boggling is that if you go to school and ask students, is a college degree the most important thing you could get out of your like educational career. And I guarantee you nine out of 10 will say, yeah, because that's what's pushed. Mm-hmm. And that's not even necessarily like, well, it's a money thing or whatever. But I mean, if you look at college courses, they, they leave school, even as a doctor and they get into it, culinary school, whatever. I mean, they get into it at base rate and you still have to, unless you're a specialist or something, you still have to work your way up. Way up yep. You're still, in debt for 15, 20. There are people that are retired that are still being docs for college tuitions. Mm-hmm. Like, that's insanity. But if you go to a vocational school for a year, spend three, four, five grand. There's truck driving schools that will pay your tuition. Yeah, you sign up for a contract or something, right? Yeah, you, you stay with us one, two, three, it was whatever. It's not even that. Basically, so, all right, so I'll use my experience. I went to the CDL school and I got the lowest package. It was just over $2,000. Paid out of pocket. Right. No guarantee of a job. But the next package up, which was $4,000, guaranteed a job and tuition reimbursement. You basically signed for a loan because you did have to get a credit check. You did have to be approved. You got They got you a job. And that job, as long as you worked for them, would make your monthly payments. 
And you're talking about in the trucking industry, especially where an over-the-road driver right now going in could probably make upwards of 85 to 100K a year to start. Yeah. To start. I rubbed shoulders. Not this... Not the distribution job I was working before I started driving. The distribution job, one before that, I worked there for nine years. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking Mm -hmm. about? Okay. I rubbed shoulders with a a person who had a master's degree. And because there was no work in the area, he needed to save his money to pay his bills and move to an area. He was going to use the job to transfer to an area where there was a market for his degree. I think that's a big problem too is there's not a lot of foresight in a lot of these. And this is really no fault on the kids, maybe a little, but when they decide to do something, they have no idea what they're getting into. Like you might sit there and be like, I want to be a psychologist. In upstate New York, how many fucking psychology psychology jobs can you possibly have? Oh, you can go are you talking about the availability in the market or the, the market the, yeah the market oh my god unless you go of them. unless there's, you... there's so many of them from every degree i mean you could have elementary school guidance counselors who have psychology majors degrees right. master's degrees and go to the guy who you sit on his couch for a thousand dollars an hour every week you know, they're, 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 there's, a, there's a market for that everywhere in New York, but that's just it. That's probably you a bad s- example because nowadays there is a major push for mental health, especially it, in the last like five years or so. But that's just it. You, the, the market is flooded. You have too many so people. So it's an opposite. All right. You know, but I'm thinking like when we were – even before we were went to college, uh, when you said, oh, I want to be uh, – what's a – I don't even – I can't even think of it like a general – study and courses we just get like a liberal arts degree yeah you get a liberal arts degree you can basically be like an english teacher a science teacher with a liberal arts degree you can become a teacher in any subject right even though like 10th grade science uh you know biology mm-hmm. you know that's very specific mm-hmm. you know but here you are you can become a biology teacher with a liberal arts degree but now you have to pursue that education further right so yeah you got a degree and you're now a biology teacher, but you have to divulge further into that education, post-education, to be efficient enough to teach at it. I still think that two-year college, like the two-year degrees, should be part of high school. It should either extend uh, two years Guess or, what? Well, it is. Is it now? There, you remember Votech, mm-hmm. where you can get a vocational, a technical trade right. degree. Uh, my oldest just got the email last night. P-Tech is what they're calling it. Mm-hmm. A student can graduate high school with a Regis diploma along with an associate's degree and a technology field. I think it's the way to go. I agree. The older- I saw that and I'm like, oh my God, I hope he really sees something in this list of all these things. And it's a big list mm-hmm. of all these programs that are offered. I really, really hope, especially since it's going to be free, through the high school, but mm-hmm. there are requirements. You have to meet these requirements in order to be uh, 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 capable, uh, eligible. eligible, eligible. Um, I really I, I think really that's hope. the future. I, I really think that that should be where kids' minds go now. I mean, this is coming from people like we're getting up there now in age. Like we're almost both almost forty. I know, dude. So I can't wait. like looking back, just going through life. And you looking look, forward to forty? And Honestly, I I care just as much as that as I did hitting thirty. Everyone has like this weird. Thirty was seven years ago. Thirty was cool because it was the dirty thirty. We called it. I didn't even give a shit. 
like everyone's like had many, many mental breakdowns. Not everybody. It was like you always hear many mental breakdowns. Oh, maybe thirty. Like I didn't fucking care. <laughs> All I know, yesterday was the same. I was, was the same. You know problem. what? You know what it was for me. And it's gonna be the same thing being forty. I'm done being thirty something. I don't want to say thirty something anymore. I want to say forty something. I don't. That's care. what it was. Twenties into the thirties. Like oh, I'm done saying I'm twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven. I can't wait to say I'm thirty one, thirty two. What's 33. nice is that just even if you're not knowledgeable by age alone, you'd be like, oh man, he has wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no actually so can, it's funny that you bring that up because i had a discussion with a couple of friends earlier about my experience over years being 37 um having years and years of uh of knowledge that i've learned over the last 18 we've been best friends for 18 going on 19 years now we are brothers for all intent and purposes right you know the experiences and the wisdom I can share with people who are five, six, seven years long into their best for their relationships, their friendships with these people, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, I remember when I, when we were, you know, when you know each other eight, nine years, it's like, right. oh, yeah, we learned a lot. You know, it's like, well, let me tell you something when you hit about 15 years in that friendship, this is what's going to happen. And I'm going to tell you right now, take this piece of advice. You're going to be saying in 10 years, wow, Charlie, you were right. <laughs> with age comes experience and mm. knowledge. Yes. That's why we're going gray. At least I'm going gray. You want to see some gray? Look at that shit. Nah, whatever. <laughs> like Ty. He's yeah, but Ty, Ty, I think Ty's gray hair, <laughs> nothing but love, homie. Ty's gray hair comes from a lot of stupid stuff we all did. That's probably true. I, I think uh, some of the stupid shit we did, yeah. the fact that he walked out with the gray hair was proof it happened. Because other than that, <laughs> I can't prove half the stupid shit we did growing up. That's true. Representative Alexandria Acasio Cortez AOC mm -hmm. test positive for COVID. COVID. This is like a week yes. old. Yes. Goes on rants like we were talking about before, constantly talking about, oh, well, you know, Florida and DeSantis and no mandates and you're killing everyone. Then vacations in said state. And without a mask at some drag party or something or other, yeah. <laughs> hugging on everybody. Nobody's got masks. Comes back and like a week later, maybe not even test positive for COVID. What happened? It's well, like I wouldn't even have known. <laughs> I just read an article. You've ever heard of that show, Sister Wives? No, maybe I, I don't know. All right, so it's about this polygamist family, and it's still a running show. Uh, I just read an article the other night about how. When the pandemic first hit and all this stuff, the mandates, so this one gentleman is married to like four other women, and they've got kids with all of them. Ugh. He's got kids with all of them. No, thank you. So when the when the pandemic hit and all that stuff and the ball got rolling with quarantining, separating, mandating, masks, et cetera, the gentleman said, all right, the families can no longer associate. Right. You know, we, we you know he'll be the one to go house to house to house to house. Him and the nanny. And there was a lot of pushback, et cetera, et cetera. So much work. Comes to find out the nanny who had all had the vaccine, did the mandates, the mask, always played by his rules, was the one that ended up getting COVID and the rest of the families that were kind of like breaking the rules never got it. I read about that. It made me laugh. Yeah. So that was a small point, but I, whatever. <laughs> it's just she gets it. And then I think a lot of people that just – it was just mind-boggling because, like, you know, you preach this thing, but then you go and do the opposite. Then you get sick and then probably blame unmasked and everything else. So, like, oh, of course. Hey, really quick. How much more do we have? I don't know. How many points? Uh, 58. 
holy shit. <laughs> it's just small, get, small things. All right, we'll do a little bit more. I got to head out in like 15, 20. Um, pandemic is becoming the endemic now. A lot of people are saying, this is by NBC, CNBC reported that, that now we're like, because we're, with the new variant being out and being so transmissible, it's just going to rocket through everybody. Clearly just yep. like it went to us and went, went to you and it's gone. It's going to everything. I'm going through the schools. And oh yeah. I think a lot of people are going to end up with antibodies and it's really going to slow the spread. So you mean, to which tell was me the idea two years ago. Herd immunity is the kind of effect we're going for. Adam? That's stupid. <laughs> Fauci says there's a uh, five stages. This I wrote down last night. Fauci says there's five stages of the pandemic and we're still in stage one, complete opposite of what NBC is reporting. Yeah. So like, this is still, this is still stage one. We're not out of this yet. We got to go through four other ones. We got to go through four other ones. I like four other ones that you yeah. hold in a joint in your hand. <laughs> you gotta go <laughs> you get, oh, uh, Fauci, yeah, it's, I am the science. It's COVID yeah. marijuana. It's safe. Yeah. <laughs> four more stages? Yeah, so Someone's we're going to be stuck in this for the next fucking eight years. Eight years? <laughs> yeah. We'll we haven't even got each we stage. Is, stage one. Each stage, we'll just say, is two years, and we're still in stage one. Maybe with this and that. Could be a thing three, four year before. stage still. Oh, God. The forever virus. Twenty year By virus. By the time Pfizer released, oh no, they won't because it'll be eight months. Who the hell knows? Fucking nobody knows. There was a study of uh, uh, right and left language toward minorities, and how people statistically on the left dumb down their language talking to people that are minorities, and statistically on the right, people don't affect like change their language. How yeah. They, how they, yeah, they talk to them like they're lower intelligence, which I thought was interesting. Like these are the people that are quote unquote fighting for all their rights. Yeah, but Maybe. that's what makes a good politician: speaking a language that everyone can understand. That's true. And what's easier to understand than you like breathe? Yeah, air. But they both do that. Trump did it. Oh yeah. Biden does it. Like that was one of the best things I used to laugh at people when they would say, "Oh, Trump's a straight shooter. He gives you a straight. He tells you this." No, sweetie, he's just telling you in basic kindergarten language. The it, dog it, runs it, down. How is that even possible? <laughs> He's going underground. The quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog. <laughs> the only Are these racial slurs? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait for that to happen. Yeah. Oh, it'll happen. The one sentence that we're taught in kindergarten that uses every letter of the human la- of the American English language. The quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog. Um, going kind of alongside with language and just like how things are interpreted, I put, I think, I thought it was interesting that when the left says mandates work and the right says mandates don't work, right? And there's re, but there's, if you boil down the reasoning behind each one, they're different. When the left says mandates work, it's because it makes everybody adhere to getting the vaccine. Get it? And the mandates will work because it makes everybody get it. it, makes everybody fall in line. Where the right says, no, it doesn't work because COVID is still prevalent, even with the vaccines. Mm-hmm. So when they make the argument, they're making two completely different arguments, but everyone sees it falls under the mandate umbrella. Yeah. So that's where right I think now. a lot of this argument's coming from. It's like, you don't understand it works. And then the other side's like, no, it doesn't. Look. Hmm. Language, interpretation. By the language, like if I get a boner, that means I'm uncomfortable. Not that I like you. It means that I'm uncomfortable. Don't look at it. It'll make it worse. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I just came Hopefully the camera, hopefully the mic didn't pick that one up. Oh, it did. Fuck me. <laughs> Bye, fuckers. <laughs>